This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Culture. I feel like I'm part of the hip hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. He's like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it based with podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory, like Oprah's Bumani. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> Look like fucking Mike Tyson after the Boston <laughs> Douglas fight. Did I really punch you in the eye? Is this on? Yeah. Yeah, you punched me in the eye. What do you think? You freaking stuck your fist into my eye. I stopped it. I think you moved your head in. Yeah. Don't think so. I think you moved your fist towards it. <laughs> Did it hurt? Idiot. Did it hurt? No, it felt great. Hi, <laughs> you're good. About to look like fucking Rihanna. Oh, uh, um, I was reading some in this book, and it was saying how education, what will what one learns in school, will probably be useless by the time you're forty. How how wild is that, though? You go to college, spend all that money, look for a great job and other thing. By that time, when you're forty, it's all going to be meaningless. Especially when all robots are going to take over, like certain warehouse jobs and stuff like that. I feel like that's just wild. That now more than ever, they say that intuition and self reliance is the most important attributes to a career in life because. Emotional intelligence is so key because you you can't teach that and you got to like learn that over time, and you got to have that. 
and it's very important attribute to have because understanding people is important and also just knowing when someone's feeling a certain way helps and also just self-reliance and hard work and grinding. So I'm trying to nurse my eye back to health. I'm giving out gems right now. Oh, please. You're but, giving out common sense. But no, I'm saying like all that stuff, like the math you learn and the freaking like accounting or finance stuff, the market stuff, the stuff you're majoring in, all that's irrelevant in 20 years. You know it's that. just helping you get a job within like five years after graduation. And a lot of times people never get the job they want then. That's why the educational system's all fucked up anyway. But and then I was change. I was telling you earlier I was reading Bobby Bones' book. He's this famous radio personality, like country guy. He's with iHeart. He's Charlemagne's friend. He's like very famous in like Nashville, Tennessee, and like globally, I guess. And he was saying that every radio interview, every job he had, he never got that job he wanted. But it helped connect him through the within the future of that that person and get a job down the line. He said like every job interview you go on, make a great first impression, and you're probably not going to get it. And I feel like people in our in our day. And our age relate to that because a lot of times you get rejected for the job you think you want or think you're going to get and you don't get it, but you have to connect and have a network of people. Like, your network's important. Yeah. Oh, I got rejected from a... <sighs> Not necessarily jobs that I want, but je- definitely jobs I thought I was going to get. And, I was, yeah. and then they fucking... Re- and some, it's a blessing, remember? Don't block referrals blue. before it. I'm just don't like... Well, that's, why blue. that's why it's like... It, that's why people are like, oh, you're supposed to have confidence, blah, blah, blah. Like, be, be, be confident that you're going to get it. But then you get... Yeah, and then you go on one because it's through someone that you know, and you don't get that one. It's like, all right, well, what do you want me to do here? So now I, have, I go on with zero expectations. I'm not going to get it. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm, try not I'm to be emotional. Be more logical. Like sometimes I'm you're never emotional with jobs because I don't want them anyway. It's just I have to because I got to pay bills. Naturally, so I, I don't get emotional. Naturally, I get emotional. Like if I get a flashlight sponsorship or we do something good or interview Mickey Gall or something great, I'll feel like really excited and get like nervous energy, but excited and want to make moves, and be motivated. But people are saying that you shouldn't move with emotion, but it's so hard not to. It's You'd be a cold motherfucker if you just used logic and don't move with emotion. That's because me. I feel like even as a comedian, emotion's big. You love getting that reaction from people. You love making people laugh. And it's all emotional. But like people are saying, to be be successful in certain things, don't move with emotion. Move with logic, and you'll get farther. But I feel like it helps with job interviews and stuff that makes you nervous. Don't be so emotional about it and think too hard about you it. You also got to keep it cute, you know, when you're moving with emotion. So... I don't. I don't think I have much emotion. Yeah, but yeah, but they're saying that your network. Everyone is, says I'm negative and I hate life. You're, everyone was saying that your net. Like people were saying that your network is your net worth, and that network is more important than money because if you had if you have your money taken away or high status job, you still have opportunities from your network and experience. It how, it's how it goes, and I think that's true because I know someone who makes a lot of money in the pharmaceutical industry. And they could easily pick up and get a new job because there's people, recruiters, who are trying to get them to change their job, but they're already so successful and make a ton of money. It's like you're, 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 you make, you're successful because of that career you have, and like you could do whatever you want because you're already higher up. Like There's people who probably make $30,000, $40,000 who work harder than someone who's making $200,000, but that person's just been in the game for so long that they know everything and they'd ha- they do less. They just give the bitch work to the person who, make, who makes shitty money but works harder probably. Yeah, because they're higher up. Exactly. Granted, no. I guess they had to work for that technically, but that's always how it works. The higher up you are, the less work you do, unless you are your own business, per- unless you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like a Tim Ferriss or a Gary Vee or whatever, they're the, they're the they're the highest up to the owners, they're the presidents, and they do the most work though. But if you work for a corporation, the higher up you are, the less you do. I see it first rate. So, yeah. What else? Uh, there were, and also uh, about interviewing. It's a craft. If you look like look at your old interviews, you see how shitty they were. Like if I look at my old interviews, I'll see how shitty they are. And it's kind of similar to comedy because you got to keep doing it. Like. 
I was listening to this DJ Vlad interview and he talks about how he looks at competitors and sees how they do do with interviews and uh, he'll look at like a rival platform interview. Like some mob guy did six million views, so he got him for Vlad and he, like, he did a lot of views as well. So he like looks at that kind of stuff and I think to a point you can't look at numbers or competitors like Schultz says. Like you don't, he doesn't look at numbers anymore. It, but it's not a bad thing if you're building a bit if you're building a business because you need a plan to stand out. So you kind of have to look at competitors. I was wondering in comedy, do you think comedians look at competitors like rival comedians, or is it kind of they work together? Um, I think they like to portray that they work together, but love them, um, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them have egos and they still want the best for them over their friends. Me, I'm not like obviously people aren't going to say that straight up, but like even me, like I want my friends my friends who are comedians to do well but I also want to do well and get booked on stuff too but like mm. I'm not I'm happy for anyone if I if I actually genuinely like them like Alex or like you know my other friends they get something I'm happy for them do you think that uh like it's smart to look at competition and certain things on like YouTube and stuff like yo if they could do it we could do it or you could see if they did a big interview and you get that interview we'll get a lot of hits or do you think that you shouldn't worry about the hits and views anymore because Schultz was so driven on hits and views and stuff and Vlad still is it seems but like Schultz is already big now he doesn't even care he doesn't look at the views but I feel like to a point from the sis you want to <laughs> do you want to know what you're doing and we'll talk about how flagrant too he put himself on the oh, thing. I was actually just about to say that. I think he wants to be the main frame. Like, that's his main thing. That's his baby. And Brilliant Idiots was Charlemagne's project, and Schultz was the tag along. And it created an extra audience for him and helped him out in the hip hop community. And now I think he's trying to help people out and put people on, put With comedians his on, channel. or feel like he's doing that, even if he isn't. Because there was a time where he wasn't that big. To you, you might like him and blow him and think he's amazing. But there was a time where he wasn't that big, where like people didn't know him or cared. I don't think he's him. amazing. We just always, I've always gotten back to this. He wasn't. He hasn't been accepted in the stand-up industry. Like, he never performed on TV. He's never done a late-night set. He never got JFL until after he got an MTV deal. But he did get that initial MTV deal, which open micers like me would fucking kill for. So it's not like he was a, it's not like he was a nobody open micer. You know, he was, at least he was doing the road a little bit. He was doing the city, and he was on all these MTV shows. Like, he was making a living. Yeah. He never, he told tell you himself, he never worked a real job. Like, yeah. He, other than the, like ma- Jared Fried, that motherfucker was already rich. Other than the managing the two restaurants, was he was just, the only thing, he, other things he ever done was comedy. Yeah. So. He definitely had money in his family or something, right? Well, Schultz's parents were very well off. They had they own dance studio that ended up making like his mom's an entrepreneur. She made her own dance studio and made a business off of it throughout New York. That's wild. And, but she's also a, a champion ballroom dancer, like yeah, top in the world. But like he like complimentary fans. Like he had fans because of Charlemagne. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that helped him. Like he admits it though. And now like flagrant two is like his own thing. Like he, you said, you were like, dude, look, he has his face on it. Like, I don't see a big deal with that. He's definitely bigger than Kaz and the Oshkosh or whatever. I don't listen to them. Racist. Is his name Oshkosh? Akash. Uh, whatever, Oshkosh, Akash. No, how am I racist? I don't know how to say an Indian guy's name. Akash. But, uh, Oshkosh, because it sounds like, I don't know. Uh, whatever, but like, he's Oshkosh. trying to have it, at, he's trying <laughs> to be at the main you thing. Just a he's trying to be the main thing right there. Do you think that's ego or it's kind of just like, eh, fuck it, it's my thing, I created it? I think that definitely an ego plays a role in it, but I like Schultz, and he is the he was the forefront of it, the creator, so he has that right to do that. It's just I thought I thought it was weird enough where I would have sent that to you that he did it so far into it. I feel like, like they've been doing that podcast for over a year. I feel like that he was the creator, so fuck it, I must well just make my own thing on there. No, I also I don't think I've seen that. I've only I only saw it like that on Laugh, but I don't think I saw it like that. on And Actually, Brilliant Idiots is uh, definitely not his. It was definitely Charlemagne's. They were going to get that other girl, just Palmyra or whatever the hell her name is. But uh, yeah. 
Oh, oh, uh, Jessica Peluso, yeah. I was actually surprised when I actually found out that that was the girl that Charlotte... Because Charlamagne has, has, had hinted towards that, but I never heard the name. Yeah, it's not updated like that on iTunes yet. Just Laughable, which is weird, because Laughable is usually later. Mm. Let me check SoundCloud. And uh, what about, like, um, people from your area or, like, in your town? Like, who's how do you distinguish who's really rooting for you? Like, who wants... Or, like, who wants to be on the... Po- who just wants to be on the podcast or, like, some type of handout? Like, who wants to help out... Or who just is listening from afar? Oh, yeah, it's on SoundCloud you. too. Yeah. Is it, is it weird that it's not on iTunes yet? Wouldn't that be the number one thing? I don't know. That's weird. Oh, um, no, I don't think the iTunes one updates. It probably doesn't take it out. It just says that he's on the iTunes one. It makes sense. Oh, that's weird. I think they just keep it. I don't think you can really worry about who roots for you. I mean, your friends are always going to root for you. Yeah, no, no, like I'm saying, like, do you ever get, like, DMs or, like, like, you know, people like saying, yo, great shit or comment on your story and like you think they're rooting for you or do you think they want something out of it, like to be interviewed or they want to be starting their own podcast and they want to see how it goes? Like, I think if they're in the entertainment industry already, like like us, where they're trying to do comedy and, and podcasting and entertainment, probably like both. Open but if it's like a friend who like works a real job as, you know, a finance guy or an accountant and is just like, hey, man, that, that was funny or it was interesting, I'd think, no, they're just friend supporting. Yeah, I feel like there's different types. I talked about it before. I think I was like, you have your people who just like randomly reach out because they know you, so you think it, they think you're like cool or popular when you're really not that big. And they're like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I like, I, like awesome. Like, just because you're doing it, I guess. And you got to respect that. Then you have like your haters who watch and don't say anything. And then you actually have like cool, like not genu- necessarily a hater though, genuine ass people that you really never, really never best friends with, but you were cool with who support you. I like those to be honest because they don't want anything. I have from had you. a couple of those since doing the pot, like people that like people, people from high school that you haven't spoken to since high school, and you weren't even that close to them in high school. They may be just an acquaintance, and yeah. they reach out and said, "Hey, good shit, man." At first, you're like kind of like weirded out by it like, in a way. If it's a, and then you're like, "Oh fuck, I actually fucking respect it. No, and respect fuck with it. these people because well, I feel bad. they don't want anything out of you, and they're actually like." May not listen to every episode, but they're p- supporting you. So you're like, oh, real, recognize, real. Like, uh, I mean, support why not support, support you? Like, why wouldn't Gordon you? Said, yeah. Well, there's some people who are like, see you doing it, and they want to do it. And they might be and like, I yo, told them to do it. yo, can I come on and like check it out? Which My buddy is cool. just reached out to me. He's like, I'm starting a podcast. You got any suggestions? And I gave him a couple tips. And I was like, that's great. I would, I'm happy you're doing a podcast. Oh, why man, ask not? me for tips, not him. He doesn't know shit. No, I'm kidding. No, but I'm yeah. Real but then there's actually people like who kind of... It feels like they want something out of you or they don't want to see you succeed. I feel like you'll get that whatever, whatever anything you do. Well, I feel bad because I haven't, I, I always mean to reach out to old friends or people I haven't seen in forever just to see how they're doing with their lives. And I never really get around to it because I'm focused with this shit or comedy or whatever. And then I'm tired when I'm, when I'm not doing anything and I just never really hit anybody up. I'm in like 40,000 different group chats. Yeah. And I, I literally never respond. And to then of them. course we talk about how we have our best friends, like they'll like your photos and support, but they never really listen to anything that you're doing. But then they'll see something like that. You're like with the the um, call her daddy. Like we're we're underneath them or whatever in that thing. And then like they'll be like, bro, that's amazing. Like awesome job. Or they'll see you have like a million views on YouTube and like, yo, that's awesome. And uh, they'll listen to like other podcasts, but not yours. But like you're still like, oh, thanks, appreciate it. But been doing this. Been doing this since 2018, son. 2017, actually. You 2013. Yeah. Well, different stuff. Um. Well, comedy 2015 for me. Late twenty fifteen, early twenty sixteen. And I was gonna say also, I feel like you have your schemers, um, but I can't hate on them because I had the same mentality coming into radio and comedy. It's like, well, comedy content. It's like, if this bozo could do it, so can I. So like, I understand it's kind of inspiring. Like me and Tito were talking about outside the comedy club. Like sometimes you do something because you see someone else do it, and you know they're trash, but you're like, yo, this is inspiring because if they could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Not like shot, taking shots at anyone like that. It was more like uh, rappers I saw doing it. Radio people back in the day. But I just find that inspiring. 
and like this entertainment shit. I mean, like people could just do it, you know. Yeah. But you have your like schemers, which I which I don't like is like the ones that like are trying to like hate on you or like try to hurt your opportunities and be like, nah, I don't work with him or don't use that or like try to reach out to a business and say like, oh, we're affiliated or like we're trying to get on to. Like what we were talking about with Gordon and you said like, well, it's going to be lame for them anyway because over time their well's going to dry up or their water's going to run out of the well because they're going to run out of ideas if they're just trying to take from people. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know if people are necessarily trying to take from people. They just want to learn how somebody got something and then they and then be like, why can't I do that too? True, but I feel like some people want to ruin your opportunities or they want to blackball you or they see you something and they get jealous and they want to do it too. But yeah, like, there's a time for definitely everything. Jealous, yeah. or, or, or maybe jealous is the wrong word. Like envious, or like, hey, wow, wait, what the fuck? Because maybe why, they, they, why they probably think lowly of us, or they think it just happens overnight. Like, you know? Yeah, or it's like, wait, why the hell did they get that? And and then it's like, you know, they think they could do it themselves, and I'm they definitely can. I'm like they should, but um, I think some people toe the line and they're like they're not going to shit on you because you put out a good product or whatever but they would love they would like to get tips from you where they maybe they're more finessing or don't ask yeah maybe or maybe they're more finessing so they could do it for themselves but they're not going to shit on you because you did it first and you're good at it yeah or some people don't respect it and they're like ah fuck it i could do it or like i don't listen anyway but like how do they do it you know there's always a lot of what ifs it's always like from the outside looking in it's always different it's all about perspective it's all different but like i don't know like i feel like like that meme is like you inspire people you don't even realize or like you don't or you, you inspire people you don't even realize it. I feel like in a way we inspire people, not saying we're egotistical or like conky, cocky or whatever. But the fact is like sometimes we might inspire people and they won't say anything. But like I feel like it's a good thing. Like we're helping people out. We're inspiring them. They they could see that we do it and they could do it too. Or they're doing something that we're doing or they're trying to do something. And you can't hate on that because I was the same way in a way. When I saw someone like famous do it, I was like, all right, yeah. But I never saw, I guess from a competition standpoint, like when people had radio shows, I would be like, yeah, that, that shit's whack. Like, let me get on there and do it. And I was the same way, but I was always nice about it. And there was always roadblocks in my way and obstacles. And I tried to overcome that. Like, there was always like a co host who didn't want to mess with me or didn't want to help me out. And there was always that hater. So I would just do it myself. So that was the thing I got out of just put yourself on and do it yourself because no one's going to fuck with you anyway. And then they'll start to fuck with you and want to help you out when you're getting bigger attraction. And then just find the right team around you. That's what I realized. But I was always like, like for the Fleshlight example, like, oh, shit. Remember, like, people are like, yo, Joe Rogan was sponsored by Fleshlight. So I'm like, oh, that shit, that's dope. And then I looked into it and saw that. And then I wanted to, like, be that as well when I saw I was connecting with them. And then Kevin Smith or James, Silent Bob was sponsored by them as well. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's a good company to be in. And that's, like, a good start, you know? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, I just like look at like Charlemagne was doing certain things in radio and I wanted to be like that or like Howard Stern had this and that and like I look at like the leaders of the media stuff and I want to like take chances and take risks and like work on my craft with that. What about being part of the conversation versus just trying to make it in the entertainment with no audience? What's the difference? Like what what I'm doing with the porn stuff and the interviews are kind of like shocky type interviews and it doesn't really garner an actual audience to me but people look at it for their favorite porn stars. So like I'm not really gaining an audience per se and I'm not like I'm not being a part of the conversation. Like if making it entertainment with no audience, like you could blow up over certain things, viral videos and not have an audience and then get one, I guess. But you could get all these views on certain videos and still have no audience. Kind of like the Cuba basement YouTube. 
like it's not I think we are starting to garner a little bit more of a local audience though. Yeah, anyway. yeah, but like not a global famous one. Like you no, we're not well, a, like I not, like you have to we be need to make another aspect. Like, like Gary Vee says, like the academics, TV. all that. You have to be a part of the conversation. Like when you think of Skip Bayless, you think of sports, right? When you think of academics, you think of hip hop. When you think of Keep a Basement or Swings, what do you think of? I'd say comedy. It's like multiple facet things, right? Yeah. But like how do you talk about comedy? Comedy is a fucking so unique perspective. Anything could be comedy. But there's like politics, comedy, Bill Maurer, you know what I mean? Like once once you figure out certain things that you're good at or whatnot, and the audience will come through that. But that's the tough thing. As a comedian, you're so universal that you could try to latch onto everything. But you might need that one or two things to help you be part of that conversation and get involved in that. Like say if that Twitch stuff, someone's on a video game thing and it's like really good at certain game, like you could be have a huge audience from that and then also tour and do stand up comedy. So I thought that's very interesting. I think for a later time with a certain guest, we could talk about being a part of the conversation versus just trying to make it in entertainment with no audience because eventually you're going to need an audience. But at first, you could go viral on certain videos with no audience, but the audience is what makes you. Well, if we have people out there who have watched the porn interviews and then they came back and listened to an episode of the podcast or watched some of the other stuff we have, you could that you consider, consider them a listener in our listenership because they came back for more, even if it True. wasn't a, a great porn interview. And all I was doing was just trying to take risk. I was just trying to take risk and uh, create create content. And I knew that it was going to be a hit. it could be a hit or a, or a failure. But I took that chance because I realized they have huge audiences. Porn stars, similar Fletchlight does kind of. They just take like uh, the popular porn stars and make products out of it, and their fan base becomes yours, or you work with them and connect with them. Yeah. And also, I knew I was entertaining doing interviews, and it got me that exposure. I think that helped because I know we talk about this sometimes, but like I really do think it helps because I could be interviewing you and no one will notice or not care. No one won't notice or care. But if I do my interview on a huge platform or with a huge rapper or a porn star, then it's a different story and that's how you get looked at. Right. It's kind of similar to a comedian seeing somebody famous in the crowd or opening up or opening up for a famous comedian. They get looked at in a way because of that other person and they get a following too. But at the end of the day, I really think that it's about the content, the grit and the grind and the hard work and putting yourself on through an audience. Right. But there's tons of people who've done it both ways. Like you could do a ton of content per day. Like Vlad does all this content during the day. Like he has like five things per day, but he talks about all popular stuff and also interviews famous people. So I guess it's a combination of everything really. Yeah. Are you going to talk about angry people? or What do you mean? How uh, being angry is a personal choice because now more than ever, people try to get a rise out of you on social media and everyday life and people fall for it. Like me saying, uh, I don't know, like sometimes the negative actions of others says more about the them than you. It's like when attractive a girl on the internet will match and give you the time of the day, but then days later ghost you and you find out she was in a relationship with somebody else. Like why would you feel angry? That's a reflection of her being insecure about herself and trying to gain confidence and boost her own ego from a random person. And then also make you like, why should it make you feel like shit? Because you felt confident when you matched with a hot girl. Right. And then all yeah. of a sudden she stopped talking to you and, uh, goes to you. And, um, she re and you think she rejected you, but in reality, she was never going to give you the time of day anyway because she was just being a bitch because she was using you for your time and energy because she was just trying to get a feel good about herself because she was going through some stuff with her boyfriend and then got back with him. You know what I mean? That was the example I used, but like, yeah, luckily that hasn't happened to me that I it, know of. But it's more about the being angry, like, like negative action to others says more about them than you. Well, like, I'm if someone hates on you for something, certain thing. They're they're pointing out their own insecurities, or the fact is they're just angry in a bad mood. Like you shouldn't like uh, like like you should just let it be and not fight back because they want you to fight back at it. You know. 
Well, I get stuck because a lot of people think I'm negative and bad and mean and hate life or whatever in terms of when they see me during the day because they <laughs> might not be wrong. But then when I leave and I'm doing comedy and uh, podcasting and other stuff, I'm like way I'm like way happier and way more positive and way you like more it. fun to be around because I like it. Yeah. So, but I can't. What's the word? I can't um, show that to them during the other hours of the day because I'm bitter from other stuff. You know, you do get bitter so easily. But yeah, I also I get bitter from people who are annoying or time wasters or so. <laughs> no, yeah, I do get ticked off easily, but that's just my mentality. It's not a good one. I need to be more positive and proactive. It could just be the way I was raised too. It could be genes. All, Probably because yeah, my mom is just like that too. Exactly. My mom will get angry at the flip of a coin, but my dad won't. My dad is always happy, like laid back. Like it takes a lot for him to get really pissed. Me, I'll flip like that, and, and mom my mom's needs, just mom like that. Some dick. So I probably got that from my mom. <laughs> you sick fucking bastard. <laughs> My mom, I probably got that from my mom. And probably then, making you excuses know. for genetics. Blame I mean, it. Yeah. My genetics are fucked. Make. Really. Yeah, if, uh, if your fucking parents waste as much time and fucking obsessed over nudes as you do, then maybe they're fucking <laughs> not nudes, but cleaning that. instead. <laughs> <laughs> you are a loser. Cleaning and going to PA <laughs> <laughs> with locker. I can't believe locker left early on Easter. Not good. Did, so he, did he get shit for that? No, he didn't care. Uh, but you never had ha- had to happen to you with girls online dating, like the whole thing where they ghost you and they already had a boyfriend or whatever. Like people, dudes get so fucking mad been about ghosted that. Ghosted a times. I don't know if they had a boyfriend or not. B- dudes, I know, I know for a fact I've been ghosted by girls who were were extremely single. So I must be a fucking schmuck. Dudes get so mad for that. Like, uh, it's kind of wild. Like I don't understand. It's not you half the time. It's the it's the girl. Like dudes get so mad, or or even if if a, if a guy goes to girl, but it, yeah, she did, get that. she didn't ghosted, reject you. If you get ghosted over some from someone who you've never even met in person, it's not you. You can't blame yourself. But who yeah, it, but people dude, do, dude. Internet. I know dudes who like take that shit to heart, and they're like, Somebody, I know some people. people I know, bro. Yeah, bro. There's people who are like they live their life through Bumble or Tinder, and be like, yeah, I got a Bumble date, and it never happens, and they get sad, and then they try to get they get like, yo, I got another match again, it's gonna happen, and then, like the same pattern I was, happens. I was like that. I wouldn't care. It's so I can dumb. be like that if I'm like really like horny or like whatever. But like, yeah, me too. I never ever thought of that. Big. I have been. I just told you about one before. I have been ghosted a million times, and it's even it's by a single girl. I'm like. All right, she's insecure, or not even ghost. I've been, um, or if I'm rejected, the girl will talk to me and entertain me for a while, and then she'll like, and then it just never panned out. Maybe she was, maybe she was insecure. Uh, a lot of no panners. Maybe she was insecure. Maybe Panatters. she was immature. Um, I can't blame myself, really. And then it's you ask, her, like, what are you looking for? It's the most unattractive trait, in. but girls don't even like care. They just look for nothing. They just send you Snapchats and go about their day They're and bored. never want to hang out with you. No, it's because I'm all in on hanging out and getting to know you and being cool and whatever there? else. If the girl's not all in, it's a, it's only a one. It's not. It's a two way street. It, you have, you have both have to be in. If only one of you is in, just fucking you know keep going with your life. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And also, but I think there is something to the girls who ghost you or or uh, ignore you, but then they're still like kind of interested in what you're doing. There's it's also like, don't worry about what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they if look you, at the story. If, like if you're so. worried about what I'm doing, let's let's do something about it. And she's like, nah, nah, don't care like, nah And then it's like, well, yeah, see what they missed out on. Like, yeah. they don't yeah. even care. It's weird because they, gr- sorry, I keep cutting you off, but you do that yeah, to me. Yeah, you are. But <laughs> it's funny because why do we care so much? And also, we're at fault too because you've been on these apps for years. I know people have been on for years and never got anything out of it. You like look at the if you think about it, like it's kind of like wasting your time and That's just it. go out. You wait, look how much time but people, you waste with it. But people think, oh, I'm not going on anyway. The winter, it's cold or it's raining or I'm not going out tonight, why not swipe and try to, like Mickey Gall said, try to get your numbers up and, and I try agree to with practice. That. I agree with that. But then it becomes a new addiction because these apps want you to be, become addicted and they don't want you to delete them. You think they want they want people to stand for long as possible? There's a new fucking advertisement on Hinge. It's called about deleting Hinge. They want you to 
the deleted. They want you to get a relationship. They want you to be off the app. I think that's funny. Which but if weird. you think about it, if you pe- if people keep using the app, they make more money. They don't want you to get off the app. Those bumbles and tinders, don't you think? Yeah. They don't want you really off of them. I think girls. I think some girls. Some or there's people. There's so too. many people on there. On there. It doesn't matter anyway. I think some like Jesus Christ. I think I have a food intolerance. Think I, I know you do. I don't You're feel too good. Eating carrots over there, then your shit in your brain. Yeah, out. I think it dips fucked up. Not good. I think some some girls, maybe some 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 nut nut some psycho girls, still have a, a feeling that like they want to keep an eye on what you're doing just for that slight chance that you like you know hit something big maybe and then they might crawl back. I out. hope so. Then I'll say hey, like hey, Schultz said, a blow job. some that Schultz and uh, and uh, Mickey Gall said some girls will come out of the woodwork when you when you make it big and you kick the shit out of CM Punk, you know. Because yeah, they're like, oh, he made it now, like blah blah blah, and you come can't... out of the woodwork like termites. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, all right, that's fine. Uh, when funny. if that bridge, when when the time comes, you can either say fuck off or have him come over, fuck him, and then tell him to leave. And they probably have some disease or try to fuck you or have Jesus. have like have your babies. I think no, the they, girls that I think the it. girls that aren't I think the girls that aren't smoking hot and have all these guys up in them, but they're still into your shit, even if they ghost you or don't talk to you, are just insecure. I think Locker might be right. I think he might have a point. About what? That girls on the internet are hard up. Should I get the clip? Every girl's on the internet, though. Every single one. I know, but world. he doesn't realize that, I don't think. If they're not on Instagram, which No, he are, meant he on, meant online dating. I know, no, 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 I'm saying. If they're, they're not they're on Instagram, they're online dating. Hey, how about, how about what I told you recently? I know a girl, you also know her, kind of, who literally, not f- a few months ago, was like, dating apps are stupid, or I'm not into them, I don't do them, whatever. Fast forward, because our mutual friend was on one and I think got in a relationship off of one. She then decided to try the same one and maybe it worked out for her and now she's a proponent of it in a matter of like two months. Who are you talking about? Someone who I can't say. Just say it. I'll edit it out. <laughs> yeah. She's on him? Yeah, she's on something. Not Tinder or Bumble. I don't know what it's Hinge. called. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know anything besides Tinder or Bumble. Um, and it's like, you're, look how quickly your mind can switch because girls' minds flip like that, yo. My mind flips fast. Yours definitely does. Girls are like that. Mine flips how can fast, you shit but on I still a, have the same How world. can you shit on an app and then three months later you're using it? And it's actually become interesting because it's like it is a time waster, but also you never know. Like you could get nudes or like girls want to hook up with you, but then you're like, ah, fuck. Like, I don't and know. It's, it's, like, ex- it's an extreme time It's waster. against who you and, are and sometimes. Like, or for me, and then it's like you go days and days and days and not even get a match and you're still on, you find yourself still on there. why you think? I think Locker has a point, old school mentality, but I think a lot of it's girls pathetic. who want it are hard up. There's a reason for them. No, and he Locker, and then, and Locker comes from old school where it's like you should Tinder approach Bumble, in person. Like, but I know a girl who is the exact same, just like Locker. It's like no, you, sh- she's she's anti DMing, she's anti online dating, she's anti all that stuff. You want it to be a real in person connection. She says that completely. And then and like, she's a good looking girl who has a lot of good looking girlfriends. But uh, but I think that uh, online dating, if the girl's normal, which is rare now, I think you it had its run a couple of years ago. I think it helps guys who are awkward or not as confident or funny people, but are are kind of hard to talk to women in person at first. I think it helps them. Feel yeah, like feel better, feel better, and more confident, and like get a good convo in there, and get her to like you, and then you hang out with her, and it goes well too. The whole point. I think though, it helps nice guys out though, if, if the girl's normal. But I really do believe that, and I find it weird. The whole point though is to meet them in, if, even if it's off a of dating app. I know meet them it in should be so quick, and there's no point to add them on Snapchat, Instagram, and then to get nothing That's out of it. That's a girl which thing, is in my th- opinion. But and another thing is like, yeah, it, it just like. Like, there's these other girls who are, like, they write the funniest things. Like, they want a guy with this and that and then, like, a certain career. And I've then never that. read a bio. If you're a comedian, it's tough for a girl to gauge that and a girl probably won't be interested. But, like, some of these girls want guys, like, like they're just, like, they're ready for marriage or they're, like, it's something weird with them. And they, like, want a guy with a certain career, certain this and that. And it's just really weird. 
Uh, but if you think about it, if a girl has that mindset before they even get into something serious, it's never going to pan it's out. It's like pre-planned. I've, I've, I, if, you're worried about about a, if you're worried about what a guy's career path is before you've even met him, you're never going to be with him anyway. Yeah, but basically, when you get ghosted in reality, she didn't reject you. She was using you for her own benefit, and she was never taking you seriously anyway. That's why you shouldn't care about the opinions and actions of others, especially on social media, when you personally don't know them. And that's why it's always funny when fucking people hate on your shit and don't know you but you respect it and love it you don't respect it but you love it because you're taking the time out of your day to hate on my shit but watch me and get my views up i appreciate it <laughs> like i just find that funny if you're going to be appreciate a hater it. you're on hating dude it's the howard stern effect and you're listening to my stuff and you like it you're hating like why would you spend the time and waste your energy to write a 40 minute think piece about porn that's stars you, that's and how porn stars are bad. For. it's hilarious though you're taking the time i can't believe this you're getting offended i like it i can't oh, I, I, I know it makes oh you it helps God, you better I can't even yeah. I can't even comprehend that there's that many people in the world to like do that. It's just like I've, it's like it's like when you take that time, much time and energy, there's something missing in your own life. You got to have a better life. It's like advertising, like when you click on ads, which I never do, but like going we're obsessed with social media, but like going to a video and just leaving like I because like I like to watch late night sets on YouTube because they're like all on there and they get comments because comics will talk about they'll go and read the comments. I'm like. I've watched late night sets that I love, never once left a pop. I'm saying loved and have never lo- once left a comment saying I liked it. I just watched it. Yeah, that's next. weird. It's Everyone wants to be a part of the conversation. It's weird. Too. And then, like, also, there's a difference between when people take their anger out on you and giving you constructive criticism. Like, obviously, you love those real friends. You got you to gotta know the difference, though, and not feel offended when there's, like, a hater who just hates. And, like, I feel like, like, you don't, like, Sometimes you, you know why your friends are upset and you could tell like they're not happy with something going on. But social media, you personally don't know that person, but you could pretty much get a drift of why they're mad or not happy with themselves because they look like an extreme hater, you know? <laughs> extreme hater. Yeah. Yeah. But how about bro talk a little bit? Women, whatever a woman can't have, they want. I feel like that's true. Like, I feel like every time you could say you're in a relationship, a girl will want you more. Or if you post up like photos about certain things, uh, and have a certain perception on social media, they want you more. I honestly don't think Instagram, I guess it depends. It doesn't help you get women. It just shows you what you're what they're doing. But I think Snapchat's different because you could snap to certain people and they think you're interested and cute cute, and they'll want to be get involved or go on a date with you. Like I know a friend who sends certain snaps with his profession and he'll get a bunch of girls writing back or like with dogs and stuff. And like I feel like it's more personal on Snapchat because you're sending it to just that person. What's his profession? I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> He would do that shit, and like I feel like even now, if you have a girlfriend, it even ha- like some girls still love that shit. He's fucked. He's he puts pictures up of his girlfriend. I know a friend who puts pictures up of with his girl, and girls he used to fuck will like the photo. Isn't that funny? And he like la- he thinks it's interesting. He thinks they probably want him more. It could be right. My buddy just got married, so now he has a wedding band on in which he wears out, and I think I know is is gets approached by girls and is more likely to get approached by girls because some girls are so into that that they like see the ring that they see it as a challenge they want to go flirt with them knowing they so women knowing they won't have that... sex with them but just to have that like adrenaline rush so it's true they, they want what they can't have that's why I guess yeah, the I dick guess. guy approaches the arrogance approach like yeah. you know what I mean like the guy who like that's why people get pussy when they're already getting pussy I feel like when you're getting booty they know you're not as desperate and mm-hmm. they'll like you more mm-hmm. yeah it's all old common we all everyone knows that stuff yeah um, how about Eddie Griffin gets Air Force Ones per show in his rider contract? Who's telling us that? It was on the Schultz and Gary Owens podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Well, he's been universally known to be a fucking tool. And then uh, Blacks and Gary Owens fake beef. They were texting each other what to say. I thought that's funny. Yeah. 
And uh, that's just for the comedy of it. And uh, Schultz was saying how, like, some of these managers don't care because, like, they were haters who wanted to do stand-up at some point. And also, managers, yeah. also, there's no not really any money in it for them. Like, you know what I mean? They're not making the brink of the money. Just club managers or comedy fans who never made it as comedians, they were saying. Managers or club owners? Managers. Maybe both. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> both, but not always. But no, if you're a successful club owner, you are making good money. What's good money? Like, well into the six figures. How about Gary Owen saying he doesn't listen to stand-up comedy? Does that offend you at all? Or I like that. I feel like that could be a type of my, me thing. He I, doesn't know, li- I know gazillions of comedy. He, does, he, he said all my reasons. He doesn't, li- he doesn't watch any of this stuff. It's too long, too boring for him. Attention span doesn't last. He doesn't want to have it influence his material. He doesn't listen to people before his show. He listens to the headphones in the green room and does his own thing. And he doesn't try to, because he doesn't want to go and change his own act for somebody else. But uh, but it is interesting. What if someone was talking about Trump or whatever, and he was going to talk about Trump, but he doesn't get into politics a lot, and he's not a huge hip-hop head, as people think, but he has a pretty good black audience, and he doesn't say the N-word, but he has jokes about it, and his wife. And um, I just find it interesting how comedy's so weird, because him and Schultz, it's their first time meeting. It's like a weird pride thing, like right? Like, how do you not meet a comedian that was in the game for all these years, and like I guess they're always traveling as comedians. We you know how many comedians are? What, how, what is every True. comedian going to be but, able to meet but every comedian? I always thought like you're supposed to be a huge comedy fan, and people are saying that this could be your go-to. You could be funny and entertaining. Hold on, Luigi's Pizza. You could be funny and entertaining and not even care about, not that you don't care about comedy, but you don't watch it and become a hardcore fan to watch all these Netflix specials because it changes who you are in your comedy routine, or I bet you just you don't most- care. I bet you most comics. Mo- I hold would on, say hold on, so. hold on. What did you order? Sausage, pepperoni. What else? I could go for that. Fuck right the now. pineapples. I got you. I got you. I got you some right. food. I'll give you some food. I got some chips and dip. I got some stuff for you. What is that from? Some. I really do. I got some avocado. <laughs> I got some avocado dip, and I got <laughs> some chips. No, I'm serious, you little shit. I would bag. say most comedians. I would say more so on the bigger scale. Probably don't watch. You think you think Chappelle's out there watching everybody's Netflix special? Get the fuck out of here. He doesn't have any time. When you're that busy, how do you have time to? I like that's why people listen to podcasts on the road or when they're driving. That's what I'm saying. This Netflix shit's played out with these I hour specials. I think I listen to so many podcasts, and then I still don't listen. Get, and you forget. Don't, I don't even know why you listen to so many. You're yelling at me. So, and then I still don't get to so many other ones that I wanted to listen to. And then and then then by the time you go to listen to it, the most recent one. It's a week later, and the next one's out. So it's like you got to go back, listen to an old one to listen to a new one. So a lot of what I do is I listen to old clips, yeah, from episodes from like months. And he's used like two point five speed and forget what they were talking oh, I know. about. I do one point five speed. That's why I feel like content you can't go overboard on content. I feel like you can't listen to too much; you forget it or take I, notes. But I feel if I'm not listening to something or like doing something, like I feel unproductive. Like I go like when I go and you know lay around for like three hours and basically don't do anything, I just feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too. Joe Rogan. Joey Hogan. Shout out Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Um, Kevin Hart. What? Oh, what? Kevin Hart was on Rogan? What were they saying? Hold on. That, no, that's what you're getting at. That was a f- couple weeks ago. Harvard says Black China is not admitted. Acceptance letter is fake. You heard Black China's trying to be a lawyer? Mm-hmm. And this was a, a Harvard acceptance letter was fake? <laughs> so stupid. Two large turkeys and a side of a chicken pump. Kevin Hart's an inspirational, motivational guy. He doesn't like to read a lot of books, too. But the Joe Rogan podcast, he was saying, what's your book look like? An author of your own life, and your life is a book. Like, a bunch of chapters, when they close that book, how good was it, and what's the ending? And, like, do you want, don't you want to have an amazing ending? It's just like, he was just saying, why, you can start. Why can't you start? You can, you can create content. Like, just ask, why can't you? Like, why can't I create content? Why can't I start? And you can. And you could, you could be that spark. He was saying, like, he wants to be that spark to people. I thought that's motivating. I like that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you got a lot out of it. How dare you? Dipshit fuck. Fucking ugly bitch. You're a pussy. Eat me.
punch me in the eye. I'll fucking but how about bro hands. talk? Uh, Mother love. How about Jones. this bro talk? This is interesting. I think this is real. How dude? many times are you gonna say bro talk? This has all been bro talk. You know a girl isn't expecting to get laid and get dick if she's hairy and hasn't waxed yet. How dare you? A lot of girl. A lot of guys like the hairy. I don't know about that. I think girls are very self conscious about their hairy vagina and hairy stuff. I feel like a lot of girls are self conscious about that. Wouldn't you agree? I feel like they're not ready. They didn't think they were going to get dick, and they didn't have time to wax or whatever. But they go on vacation. They're waxing that some shit. Girls like because of the like bikini, bushes. and also they know they might get laid. Yeah, but some guys like nah. Bushes. If it's all hairy all around it in the vagina, dude, they don't like that. Vagina hair on the side—that doesn't sound fun. It's like prickly when you fuck. I think Gordon likes that shit. Yeah, probably is a sick fuck. You guys all doing a podcast <laughs> about periods? <laughs> hey, shout out period piece. Check that out on iTunes. <laughs> it's a good that concept. Could be a cl- that could be a clip. Gordon, I love you. Gordon, you fall asleep at the bar. <laughs> but uh because i feel like they're very self-conscious i think uh guys like shaving their little bush keys because it makes it look bigger and also it's cleaner bush it's keys? what the fuck guys better be shaving I'm not expected to post this photo oh and then people were talking about how the fleshlight stuff and like selling out but i never think i'm selling out because first off it's I'm not like been, I'm, i've been getting compliments for it i'm not getting a huge ton of money or anything and also fleshlight is kind of involved with my stuff because of the porn interviews and also the content where like bro talk, sex talk, and I feel like, ah, fuck, a toy that helps you perform better. They have actually a fleshlight that helps you with premature ejaculation and sex, so that helps that. people. And then also, it could help your horny temptations instead of going to fucking Firefly Festival or no Coachella and getting herpes <laughs> and uh, being horny. Instead, you could go home and fuck your, did some damage you, you could fuck your fleshlight instead, you know? So like, if anything, it's a positive and it's also one of the early companies that helped me out done this, uh, you know, Shout out to Key Basement and Fleshlight, but I think selling Thank out. You, Fleshlight. If Fleshlight was to tell me to like say a certain thing and like something I didn't believe in or against my core values, and I think that's selling out. <laughs> like if I was like sponsored by cert- like something like that, completely didn't fuck with or didn't like or whatever, and I was getting money for it, then I think that's selling out. But yeah, no, we're helping each other. There's out. tons of people who um who are faking it till they make it and are promoting stuff on social media they don't use that's like very huge and like the breakfast club had an episode about it and it was like fake it till you make it and they were talking about angela e charlamagne and dj we were talking about you could buy followers you could buy instagram badges and people lie on social media fake it till you make it and they were asking it sucks in they were asking what's the biggest thing you faked and a lot of people were faking that they had a boyfriend or girlfriend i actually think that's funny and uncommon like like you act like you're at the dinner with somebody and a guy will get jealous and like dm you or text you i thought that's actually funny but i would think that the girl would be a bigger hoe and I wouldn't want to talk to her, but some guys actually want to talk because they want that competition or they want to see what that girl's doing. They act like they're dating someone like in certain pictures and stuff. I think that's funny. And that's technically faking it till you make it on social media. I've never done that. And then also the editing of the photos like we talked about. Yeah, well, it sucks how you can just buy your way through everything now. It's and like there's you badges. You could, you could there's even in the comments. Badges, so it's and like, DJ Envy looks so for that like, stuff. He said a lot of stuff you can't trust on social media. Yeah, so it's like... The <laughs> I think we might know a, a few people badge, who do that. So I think it's like the second you get a verified badge, it's like, oh, yo, you're the shit. But it's like, if you could just buy one, how do you know they can just buy one? And then the 10,000 thing, you could buy 10,000 followers and swipe. How is that fair? And Instagram swipe can't up. control the game, you know what I mean? I guess it's too much. Guys, we don't it, keep a basement. Instagram doesn't have enough followers for a swipe up, but go to our bio and click the link and swipe up and listen to the podcast. And go to youtube.com slash keep a basement for some great porn interviews, some Locker, some Schultz, some Ryan Davis. We need to do more interviews. We need to do some street segments. Girls, ladies, we're coming for you. you need to, we need you to give us your honest, raw opinion on questions that we're going to randomly ask you on the street. Yes. And Sweeney's going to be sitting there with a microphone. I'm going to be having the camera. We're going to switch on and off, and we're going to ask you questions from the heart. We need to give us your honest answer. We need you to be sober when you're answering, and we need you to agree to let us put it online. There is one path for success, Tom Zapia. I can give you, but I can give you the rest of... Oh, I fucked that up. 
There Dip is shit. there is no one path for success, young Zapia. But I can give you the recipe for failure, and that's trying to please everybody all the time. Or masturbating. You don't find the time to do things. You make the time to do things. Don't be busy doing nothing. Yeah, well, we're pretty good. We're pretty damn good at that. Considering <laughs> you were scrolling on Bumble for four hours before this, and I was taking photos of you for six hours. Everything you want is right outside your comfort zone. Can't be afraid to try new things, though. For real, we gotta do different things and focus on your core product. What's the engine that powers all this? It can't be just the porn interviews, can it? <laughs> it's the Key Basement Podcast videos. Focus comedy, on your core product. What's the engine up, that powers all this? Good know? interviews with comedians and everyone else, and. It's Hay Locker and Fleshlight and a lot of stuff. No, nah, but like DJ, have a lot of different DJ stuff. Vlad, we should have to be organized. He employs ten people. We're not like that machine, but could be. He fucking could be one day. He was saying that he puts five pieces of content up per day in a flashback clip. So sick. He puts two hundred pieces of content per month, and uh, he was saying that the way you're portrayed in hip hop now, I don't know if it's the same for comedy, is very interesting because some rappers were getting booked on more shows and making more money because they have a nice chain and wear more jewelry. And there was this rapper like Yellow Belzy or some fuck Yellow Bell Beezy. I don't like know, Yellow, yellow Dipshit. Yellow Beezy. He paid to get on World Star and now does a ton of views on World Star himself without paying to be on. So that investment paid off. Is this is this guy a cuck? I don't know. And then like they portray a certain lifestyle, you know? Yeah. It's interesting to me. It's pretty wild, honestly. Yeah. Anything else? Um your boy's about to fall asleep. I get called annoying for asking questions from you by Locker, but I feel like it's a positive being curious and asking questions. It gets you to learn and get gets what you want. Yeah, but you're overboard. You, I get I get I get, I can agree with you here because I get the same shit. Like you know my buddy Anthony. He gets mad. He gets infuriated with me because he I'll, would hate me, but he has that thing well, where he, he doesn't know yeah. me well enough, so he has to be nice to me. Yeah, but he'll flip out on me because I'll ask a question. But but it, and and right when I ask the question, he'll go. Here comes twenty more questions because he knows I need to know everything about it and how it led to that. So I ask one question, I ask twenty more, and I'm like, oh, that's Sweeney to me. No wonder he hates me. And that's my dad too. My dad's the exact same way. He'll ask me like, like he'll ask me you. He'll ask me how Sweeney. He'll ask me what do you do for work? What's your last name? Where are you from? What are your dog's name? He'll ask me. Like, I had a boss who said there was no such thing as a bad him. question, and then I annoyed him so much, and he think he changed that quote. Yeah, <clears throat> but he's like, you'd rather is. you'd rather sound stupid and ask a question. So you know what it is, then not say anything can look stupid, you know? Yeah. You only have one life. Fuck it. Who gives a fuck? And well, I'm gonna die in about thirty years. Can't you can't get no, what, you can't that. get what you want if you Hopefully. don't ask. Uh, fifth, uh, you, fifty years. You can't get what you want if you don't ask. Nice fucking eyebrow raise. You yeah, baby. Freak. Yeah, Words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> are you in? Are you referring to getting nudes from school teachers? <coughs> no. And no. then there were. And then Tim Ferriss was saying life punishes. I listened to his podcast today. There was quotes or whatever. It says Great life podcast. Life punishes Tim the Ferris. vague wish and rewards the specific ask. Let me see them titties, girl. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, that doesn't work all the time. But um, Shout out if, Tim Ferriss. if you want uncommon clarity and results, ask uncommonly clear, uncommonly clear questions. He's smart as hell, Tim Ferriss. But um, he's a big proponent of uh, psilocybin. You should take mushrooms. And he was me. saying that uncomfortable actions are are we are willing to take, and life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. True. So you got to be courageous. Be courageous, there, listeners. And All I right. feel like uh, Kim Kardashian is the perfect white person for the black community because half the entertainment sh- industry has bagged her at one point. Now she's getting back, helping people out of jail, helping prison reform, helping rappers get rappers out of jail, and becoming a full attorney. Comes full becoming a, an attorney at full circle. Mm-hmm. Porn video to law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Ray J. Shout out Ray J. Um, oh, uh, um, recent research found oh, that men yeah, who man. can tell a good story are also seen as more attracted by women. The study authors say that it's possibly I'm, because I'm skilled sco- storytellers may seem better positioned to influence others or gain authority. 
And I feel like comedians don't just don't just ask about anything when they're on stage. They have to, they have their act rehearsed. You don't want to just trot into a job interview and say whatever's on your mind. Although that's what I do. Really? I feel like I feel like they were saying the, the job stu- interviews I don't really The study said much. to like to like for life have three good stories rehearsed, kind of like a comedian. And I was thinking, well, a lot of these comedians, you should come to this open mic, open mic night I go to. They bomb their ass off. Damn. I don't know if it works like cuz they were saying that get women that you have to be a good storyteller and I feel like does it work for you? Are you a good storyteller? No. Not that I don't think so. No. And I also don't tell stories really. And then they were saying another thing. Alex is the same. He was actually just talking about that outside of Stretch Factor the other night. He's not a story. Where he's like, I'm not a storyteller. Though, I think I'm I feel a storyteller. Like Some people do better with stories, but he's like, I'm not a storyteller. I'm like, me neither. Yeah, because in Dale Carnegie's book in uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Carnegie wrote that you can make more friends in two months by. This is why I come into play positively. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. That's very a fucking real, real quote. Yeah, it's, I agree with that. Because, and we've been doing that since the podcast. Yeah, I know we have, but comedians, you say, don't care about anything besides their sets and themselves, and I don't think it pays off. That was my argument about, about being a comedian myself. If it was, even though it was funny and entertaining, I feel like it's all very only care about themselves, not, not anyone else. Sub. And I feel like with people like your Oprah's, your Howard Stern's, they might have a little ego where they care about themselves, but at the same time, they're trying to understand other people and mm-hmm. make them, like, you know, you're interested in other people, and uh, that pays off in the end, being instead of just people trying to get them interested in you, because right. over time, you being interested in someone else, they'll like that, want to talk to you and tell you their life, which can be kind of annoying, but also they'll be interested in you as well. It could be fake at first, but then I think it gets real because your energy is so genuine and authentic. Right, right. You know? You're trying to impress a date. Research suggests men who are funny are perceived by women as more attractive, possibly because they seem more intelligent. I don't think that's right, man. <clears throat> what, funny guys are more attractive? And intelligent proceeds as more intelligent. I don't know about intelligent. Definitely more attractive. I guess you had to be a weird brain. You had to be smart. Porn stars, like every freaking every single girl in the world, says that. Yeah. So I should have like a four hundred body count, but I don't. Yeah, true. I have like a four, if that. (laughs) But uh, how about these stuff going on where podcasts? um, There's podcast classes, and then there's people who sell their studio for podcast time and like have these terrible ass podcasts on. And they just make podcast it podcast classes. They just make it to do money. There's people who sell podcast classes. Like how to do a podcast? Yeah, stuff like that. That's stupid. Do you think that's a bullshit? It's not bullshit because it's like comedy yeah. classes. And then but they like, say they're award winning podcasters. Podcast is not like a freak. It, I hate to say this because I do one and I like doing it and it's a fun time and I think it's, I think ours is great. You we're not fucking curing cancer here, okay? You get behind a mic and you speak what's on your mind. It's not that hard. Could and, be and, and look how much looser and, and easier it is than to do a radio show because you don't have someone down your throat saying, go to commercial, play this song, do that, jerk this guy off. You literally More do whatever organic you want. Talk. It's like your and old school you radio edit, interview. And then when it's all done, you could edit it all for 10 days and before you even put it out. Not even that. You don't even have to go to studio. You could do it at your house like this and just do it on the cusp. You could eat carrots on break or do whatever. Yeah, Sweeney does that. Shout out to the basement, baby. Oh, I forgot. Nikki and we Paris get listeners. I gotta get him on. Nikki Paris, get that yeah. queer man on. He's a great oh. guy. I'm going to tell him you said that. Maybe he Taylor, is, too. Taylor said if Nikki Yo, Paris Tay, confirms we, to come here, he'll come here and do an interview. Oh, Nikki Paris scumbag. and Taylor he, will he be, be coming before that. Tay Media, we need you. I know you don't listen, but stop being a fucking sellout scumbag and come back because we need you. you are, hold on, hold on. Oh, God. We need you. We are, you are Tay Wait, Media. Wait, say that. You are Tay Media. You do not need to be coming back just because Nikki Paris is coming. You need to be coming because we need you and we love you. And I feel like this is huge news. If I text Nikki Paris to come huge. on the podcast with Taylor, do you think it'd be funny? It'd be a throwback. It'd be a. Wasn't he on one of the very first episodes ever? Yeah, Nikki Paris. Yeah, 2015, dude. Not that long ago. 
Not that short That's when ago. I started standing. 2016. And, and Taylor permanently staying on to edit for us would be funny. <laughs> now you use her. He's good at it. Not really a user. I pay him. But, or uh, you just come back as a host, too. I just find it funny that there's uh, fucking podcast classes, and you don't have to do a podcast at a studio to act like you're huge or big. I think it's funny. that these It's more amateur people doing these podcast classes and doing it at a studio to act like they're bigger than they are. Believe me, I know. Well, that's like stand-up comedy classes. It's always taught by like uh, someone who is not that big. I think some sh- I think some famous comedians in stand-up comedy classes, though. I think even Sebastian talked Every- about Oh, no. A lot, everyone, though. There's definitely all, everyone did. A lot of people did stand-up classes. And I'm not against, there's nothing against them at all. But the podcast they teach stuff, you how to write jokes. Those guys do it to make money. Money gives you more time, right? And buy time, buying more time. Time is more important than money, but money can be a great vehicle to buy time. You could buy you could buy time with money. I really believe that. <clears throat> An example, you could get <clears throat> all your stuff meal planned, all your food prepped by a company like Eat Clean Bro or a chef instead of going out and getting the food and you're killing the time to do that. You could have other people run your errands and you could just do what you need to do because you have money. You have more resources. True. You know? But yeah. All right. That's a wrap. I don't know how these episodes are going to come out broken up, but shout out to Fleshlight, Haylocker, Q, Gordon Baker. What about Bone. confidence with Cliffy? I'm no, tired, I don't want to talk tired, about I'm it. I'm tired. I'm tired. Words of wisdom? Uh, words of wisdom. Do what you want. Love what you do. Sound like a bitch, and I'm just kidding. You're the man. Try not to jerk off more than like three or four times a week. You kept drinking. You kept falling asleep, right? Yeah. That means you have. Three like nights in a row, I fell asleep while I was jerking off. Ladies, Tom Zappia is out here pimping. Not really, no. Um, so Wait, three nights? Just, what what nights? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, someone had little blue balls. I didn't have blue balls. I was just tired. I, it, you had you had your dick grinding like, on no, one of those nights. No, I didn't. It's not like, the no, shows. no, not at all. It's not like that's like the first time I've, it's ever happened to me. I'm just saying it was coincidentally that it was three nights in a row. You I've done asleep? that before. That's a that's a that's I've a rap song. Big Sean said he felt he he got he felt he's so tired and busy he fell asleep fucking. That's pretty good. You fell asleep uh, jerking off, and you didn't finish, or did you? you play a little game. I thought there was a game that people play. It take a couple out Tylenol PMs and jerk off. See if you come first or pass out. Never it's in a movie, that, I think. Um, thank you guys for listening. When you woke people. up, were you horny or no? You didn't even care. No, I don't even. I'm not horny in the morning. I, I get in the shower. You don't have morning wood. No, you'd never. be a perfect candidate for Propecia. That kills morning wood. Oh, nice. Um, but wait, hold on. Oh, dude, I'm fall. I'm, what if I fall asleep with the wheel on my drive home and crash and die? Mission accomplished. No, I'm kidding. Sick <laughs> I'm kidding. Fuck. You wouldn't. I would. I'll. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. What the hell does that mean? Wake up! Oh, there's a voice oh, me the God. whole time. Yeah, kill me. Um, I can't believe you fell asleep three times. Would you just quit after the second night? Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. Like, why do you keep going? You're gonna try again tonight? <laughs> yeah, I tried again the next night. <laughs> you like, try. Same, same See, result. You work hard, dude. Same result. You work hard for what you want. No. You jerked off three times in one week and fell asleep every night. But you are not, but the you're consistent, bro. The fourth night I finally you're got consistent. it. You're consistent. Last night I got it. You're consistent. You um, bombed every every night of the week at comedy, <laughs> and then you fucking didn't come. <laughs> at least I got up there, cuck boy. See, that's it. At least you got up. You got up, but you I didn't, didn't bomb. You didn't succeed in anything Wednesday, you did. Wednesday night you I got, Last night I had a great set. Tuesday was okay, and last night I had a good set in Asbury Park. You Two, got Wednesday up. Wednesday night I did bomb. You got up for comedy and faced the fears, and then you got up with your penis and never came. Only Congratulations. At least you got up, though. One out of three bombs. Not bad. Words of wisdom. At least you got it up all right guys but it didn't finish check out hey, the, whatever you check out the maybe flashlight. You're, you're, next time you have sex which will be like maybe next summer now hopefully this summer <laughs> you could last longer you. because you're edging yourself I'll kill you. you're edging yourself i don't care I you're just, jerking it not coming it's good we all die one day so i don't even care how does that happen you just like are extremely hard that happens you to me telling too. me you've never fallen asleep while you were jerking off i have but i just like kind of rolled on my side i'm like oh shit i have a huge erection it kind of has to go down a little bit right away right how does it go soft so quickly 
Well, you, you just fall, you fall asleep. Were you this way? Or no, you I, no, but your eyes close and you fall asleep. So well, you forget what about you. What were you thinking of? The girl must gonna, have been a lame fuck. You're automatically going to go soft if you fall asleep. Were you thinking of old girlfriends like call her daddy? No, I was not thinking of old girlfriends or watching. Um, I was probably watching porn on your phone. Yeah. And you just woke up and your grandma was like, "Thomas, what's <laughs> that moaning noise? Oh, I fell asleep to porn." <laughs> no, you. Thomas Abbey looks at his grandma. Everyone. No, you motherfucker. I don't. I do, but I support her. Grandma's boy. I support her. She's a saint. She's a legend. Yeah, so is uh, your grandma. What's your name again? Adelina. Beulah. Beulah. Adelina. Beulah. <laughs> Yolanda. That is grandma talk. old lady named Beulah. Grandma talk. Yo, I have a good my, idea. Fa- my, check out Mike Sweeney's grandma holding Charlemagne's book because she's literally a legend. One night we should do a podcast that's like late at night or or like a, like an all-day fundraiser type thing or all-night fundraiser and just drink all night and stay and, and have bitches people here. Do, guests just shift in and we talk to them? Yes. That'd be hilarious. Like a one time, a, like late at night, Locker when, comes in during the point? summer, let's do that. And then have like women, and then like have them take their shirts off. That's, I'm living the dream <laughs> right now. Yeah, Seriously, late night podcast with like a group of girls or people and have sh- people coming in and out of shifts yeah. and just booze and st- and like all night, like a triumphathon or whatever it's called. Like the, you know how Try Penn State what? has those things where they dance all night? We'll do this to raise money for something. talking about a telethon. Yeah, we'll do that. Shit. No, no, they do like that dance-a-thon, the thong. We'll do some creepy keep it basement thon and have it all night long. Oh, Mike, <laughs> quiet down, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Take uh, the candy. <laughs> yeah, true. But, yeah, uh, true. Rush <laughs> <laughs> over that. You're such an idiot. But yo, how about that thing? Yo, all, I'm tired. We got all night long. All right, right. Words all right of guys, check out the flashlight. Hey, locker. Words of wisdom is uh, do what you want and love what you do and. Uh, try not to fall asleep while you're jerking off. Um, <laughs> I just shit myself. <laughs> Sweeney shit himself. Thank you guys for listening. Keep DMing us. We'll get to you eventually. Please love us and we love you. Keep it basement. Tom Zappi, Mike Sweeney, Alex Nicholas, Resident Uncle Locker, Hey Locker, shout out to Tay Media and to Sam the Intern Brightside, even though he hasn't come around anymore because I don't want big guests not like fucking Mickey Call. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it basement. I got food intolerances and allergies. Shout out to Joel. thank you for listening this episode of the podcast is brought to you by stealth mode motorsports stealth mode monotone it's a fucking read through what am i supposed to be this episode of the podcast is brought to you by stealth mode motorsports yeah stealth mode motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts racers dale earnhardt jr and custom builders with the highest quality quality oem parts for honda yamaha suzuki kawasaki and ducati Super Sport Motorcycle Models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR1000 RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shitbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate. Subscribe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at 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 the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my view on things. But I'd rather have a girl who looks 
worse on social media and looks better in person because you're winning. You're not going to get as many DMs. not going to get crept on, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Keep It Basement Podcast, Mike and Mike Sweeney Sorry, and Tom I went off Zappian. Just of but it's funny that you said that phone. because I was actually listening to uh, a podcast recently in which, if, if, if you want to mention the name of it, because I know uh, it's called Call Her Daddy. Here I'm, we sure go, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Gotta tell about that story. I'm about sure the Call a lot of the listeners are big fans of that podcast, especially girls. Maybe Mike Sweeney's been talking to one or two of them since. Uh, Wait, hold on. We came up with the algorithm underneath their talk as a suggested this. episode underneath so, their episode. But no, what I was going to get into initially was something that I agreed with them on. No, no, it coincides with the editing the photo thing okay. that I wanted to agree with them on. You don't want to talk said, about the whole background of this Call Her Daddy shit, or do you want to talk about what you got to talk about first? Uh, yeah, yeah, we get into it. Um, so what, a girl reached out to you? So basically, people have been reaching out, like females, which is funny, so it's the Call Her Daddy audience, really. And on Spotify, the app Spotify, we, our podcast is on there, Key Basement. And on the newer Call Her Daddy episodes, um, or a couple ones that were back, I forgot which ones, were underneath Call Her Daddy. And it says, like, if you you enjoyed this, then check this out or whatever. We're on, like, the, you know, the the below feature. Suggested a podcast. Suggested podcast. And people have been listening to it because the numbers have been going up in the streams. And then I got a couple random follows. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is this, like, from online dating or whatever? Like, the one girl was private. And I'm like, ah, it kind of looks cute. So, like, added her back. And then I saw what she looked like. And then I was like, hey, do I know you from, like, I literally didn't know. She looked familiar. And she's like, um, pretty much, long story short, she was like, pretty much that she listened to my podcast. And I'm like, really? I thought you were fucking with me. Not that like people don't listen, but it was a random pe- person I didn't know and uh, looked familiar and it was a people girl. People listen. And it, yeah, I never thought girls would listen, more guy listeners. Girls listen. So then the girl was like, just telling me how she found me on Spotify because of Call Her Daddy. And I'm like, did they like shout me out? I was thinking, she's like, and she sent me a picture and she circled the cute basement, how it was like under. And we were in good company. We were with the fighter and the kid. And Shout like Jared Fried podcast or somewhat, somewhat Jared Fried J Train podcast or something else. We were like with like these sex podcasts, and we were like uh, in the ratings with them. And she's like, I listened to it, and she's like, it was good. I I enjoyed it. And I was thinking that's pretty smart and good, I guess, that we did that because we kind of took a Gary Vee approach on that episode where I only put eleven minutes out of it. Yeah. And it was like a sample, and the girl wanted to listen to more. She's like, I'm gonna check your podcast out because I like the eleven minute bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like it wasn't a full two hour where we got into it and you had to like find and search for it. We had to put the information right out there because, like, on a grand scheme of things, we're not famous and big. So Yet. people who are listening from Call Her Daddy and come over, they want to hear our reaction to what they were saying. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, that's what it what, – I guess what it was was the fact that it was only 11 minutes long and people got to check that out. And I was getting DMs from it because I was like, how the fuck am I getting DMs from it? I forgot that I gave my Instagram out. I said, ladies, follow me if you're cute. <laughs> add me at the Sweens. And I actually had several people add me. And uh, at the, swings, at the, the one girl uh, was like uh, very interactive and talking to me through that. Through that. I was yeah. like, what are these fucking bots? What am I getting? Well, the- I feel like I was getting set up. Then I was like, am I getting set up? I call her daddy. I'm like, no, nah, they don't give a shit. Is fucking Zapier Alex Nichols fucking with me here? Like mm-hmm. girls are listening. I didn't know what was going on. Well, this call her daddy. Yeah, they are. Send nudes. Huge. <laughs> and, um, you know, I guess shout out to Barstool Sports. They run through them. My buddy Dickus is our top 10 podcast, and it's uh, a huge accomplishment. Like, he thought, he acted like I should be honored that we are below them on the uh I want to be pod- above them. The podcast that you should also check, recommend. They only have 31 fucking episodes, and we have more. Yeah, they got 30. It's all about because they're hot. It's, their voices well, are terrible. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not being a. I'm not trying to be mean, but I just can't listen to them. Well, we've mentioned them before terrible. on that previous 11-minute bite episode, I guess. Uh, I think. Uh, I better not talk shit Alec, about them because I'm going to get, gonna get Sophia. extorted. We're not trying to shit on them, although it may come off that way since they only have 30 episodes, but they're huge. But yeah, obviously they're 
good-looking girls. They ran through... They're co-signed by Barstool, so I mean, you know... Um, Shout out to KFC and uh, and uh, Francis Who's Barstool that since they're uh, is that a real comedian? Francis no yeah Francis is a stand up he's actually pretty funny um, but well I tend to we had tended to disagree with one or two things they've mentioned in the past I was listening recently to Call Her Daddy and I was actually agreeing with them although I definitely disagreed with something that I just played before the mics came on that I'll get to but they were talking about that whole editing photos and 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 online dating in terms of what to expect when you see the person, when you see the guy or girl in person. And she said, actually, this was a commonality for guys that when you are on a podcast, when you are on a dating app and a guy, so I thought I'm a guy swiping on an app, you look at the girl's photos and the ugliest photo of the girl is what you should expect in person. That's what the guy would say. And I've found myself in that situation. So I agreed with them. I agree with what the guys were saying. So it was like, you can't expect a girl to look what she's going to look like on Tinder or on Instagram. Yeah, so I kind of got it. Yeah, yeah, we've said this a million times, but yeah. They but, basically um, take what's in... They literally tell you common sense things and just talk about it and they're popular. And people have probably said the same thing. We probably said the same thing on the podcast. not saying they're copying us, but it's just like common knowledge that you know. And they just talk about it and they get a ton of views because they're already popular. Yes, definitely. But to... Contra to disagree with something they said, in which I think uh, Sophia may have contradicted herself, in which our latest, our last episode that Mike just mentioned that was coming up as a suggestion, the 11 minute bite, in which we disagreed with them in regards to men uh, jerking off to nudes, I believe was the, t- the subject yeah, yeah, topic. Yeah, that was the big one over there. Uh, so, so Sophia, or maybe the other girl, basically just said that she had an ex boyfriend who's admitted to doing that to her. So. That's so kind of hypocritical, they, right? A little bit, not hypocritical, but she kind of contradicted herself because initially she, they were in, in what the episode we were responding to, you know, months back was that nobody's jerking off to nudes or old videos yeah, of them having and sex. They deleted with an that ex. post on social media, by the way. Yeah, I commented that they're full of these girls don't know shit, and they got a lot of likes, and they deleted that clip, right. and they said they came out wrong. But what they were saying was not, not true. Saying, not it's, saying it's, that they don't know not, shit because we're not trying to get me too here. It's not but, a universal law. It's not universal. Everyone's different. But I say majority, about 7 out of 10 guys are jerking it to girls' nudes because it's more unique than porn. And it's more, um, you know, they care about it more and it's more personal because it's sent to them. Even though probably a lot of these girls, these whores, sorry, probably sent to multiple guys. But it's still more personal because it's coming from you from a real girl actively talking to you or you're actively dating. So it's... Seems to be more important than actual porn. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world. With its soft, real feel insert, patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fuck. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? I'm not. You're literally staring. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Chips.
Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Check out Dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B-E-AWESOME, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. One word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. Check us out. Uh, Stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louie. Shout out to Dankstop. Let's get her! Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to me, fans make the best interviewers. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan... And, you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I like, yeah. like a, a lot of interviewers I have 20 questions and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions but the yeah. truth of the matter is if you ask me a question if I ask an artist a question and the artist answers me if I'm listening I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him and that's what a conversation is all about hello hello Sipes hey Sipes what's up hey what's going on this is Mike Sweeney Sweeney what's up dude Mike Sweeney the idiot got it what, what radio basement Keep it basement, like keep it, like keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. It's making money off of the show. It should help with a girl that you really like, but at the same time, you kind of want to just bring them in a little bit, like a little bit at a time, not give them too much to handle because sometimes it could be too much for women, I guess, because they're right. very judgmental. Yeah, I think we talked about this in the last episode, or maybe just personally about uh, letting people in on the fact that we do a podcast and, uh, you know, try to create funny videos and stuff, so it's not always uh, an accurate representation, or you might come off as an asshole, even though if you just go and hang out with the girl on your own in person, just, you know, just you two, you might sound completely different. But I guess the whole goal with a girl is to be honest with them up front, at least for me. I know I am. Um, So I think you kind of just have to play it like it is. I mean, let's be honest. If if they have social media, whichever girl has, they're going to find out that you do a podcast and do stuff anyway. So you might as well just tell them up front if it comes up. I'm not leading with that. I'm not like, hey, I have a podcast. Why don't you get rate and subscribe? And she's like, I'm definitely going to leave this date right now. But um, if it comes up or if I if she asks me what I do in my spare time or, or not re- what I'd prefer to be my, you know, main hustle, I'm going to let her know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fucking now people have been I had a show on Tuesday and, and people that. people who I uh, close friends and people I work with and family the, were there the and I was, uh, you know, definitely uneasy, but I got through the night somehow and then um, 
So, I mean, now it's out there. So, I mean, uh, I appreciate them coming out and supporting me, obviously, and being into it. It's, I'll feel weird on my end just because I'm an anxiety-ridden freak, but, but I didn't want to, you know, be bad and, and not funny. So, I just try, I tried to just do it and, and embrace it and let people know, like, yeah, this is what I do. So, just uh, know that. Yeah, I feel like, do you, do you know, like, how much it takes to get on stage and do a show? I feel like you're your biggest critic. You didn't like how you did. I remember, like, well, it wasn't a great set. Show, it wasn't a great set. You were so bitter, but, like, what can you do? Because it's already happened. You know I know. I mean? But like, I'm also... I guess that shows the passion, though. And, like, but you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. But it's good that you care so much because that means that you you care about it and you have pride for what you do. Well, let's be honest. If your friends and family came out to see you, you want to literally have the best thing you've I ever saw had them laughing. Life. Yeah, but you were, like, fucking talking to yourself after. It was kind of weird. You looked like you were crying, but, like... <laughs> I mean, I, I respect the passion, though. Like, I can't hate on it, but I'm like, dude, do you understand how many people are, like, are pussy and won't go up on stage, and you're up on there, even if you are bombing and aren't that funny? Yeah. I'm not I'm saying like, you're not funny or bombing. No, it wasn't the best set of my life, which I would have preferred for it to be, but I know I ended, I didn't end on a strong note, so I just wanted it to be the best it could be, since people were, people who don't watch me every night, like you and, like, other peop local people were, were there that night. Though. Were there that night, so I didn't want to, you know, I mean, you, you, you have to come out, you have to buy tickets, you got to buy, you know... You gotta buy drinks. Yeah. Like it's. Not, I don't want you to be disappointed. I mean, like, yeah. So obviously, I'm gonna beat myself up after if it wasn't the best set in the world. Yeah. And back on the dating thing, I feel like uh, one problem with me and dating is like since I like to do interviews and create content, produce shows from like the ground up, I like like planning and like doing the research of like the interview. So like I'll try to find out information about the girl, and it's kind of like too much. Like I'll have to pretend like I don't know certain things. You know what I mean? Because it will come off like fucking weird and creepy. Yeah, I've done that. You're, and then, you're you're good at that. You're a fucking weirdo. And then also, it's like since I like dead air to me that's why a comedy like sometimes you have to flow with it and take your time and only do a couple punchlines but for me when I hear dead air because I'm a customer radio I like have to start talking so like on a date if there's like you know how that silence is actually good sometimes I'll like have to start talking and then I'll get myself in a hole by talking about something stupid and then look like a retard or an idiot sorry I shouldn't say retard yeah I've been saying retard too much but um and like like Gordon liked the interviews and stuff like that and people have loved the interviews check out our last episode here. featuring Gordon Baker Bowen that was really good since he was on over yeah. a year ago and it really was definitely a, we haven't grown since then in yeah. terms of your questions and just yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the podcast overall and I love asking questions and like definitely like interviewing people and stuff like that but you don't and check want, out Culture Vulture you don't, Jersey wanna, City. you don't want to turn a date into an interview it's terrible you don't want to turn a date into an interview yeah not necessarily but I mean just you, like a comedian goes in his act like Sebastian said like I might start interviewing someone and it's like ah oh, it's too much it's like it, it doesn't work out well with women doing that you know and they like know it. Yeah, I think some girls know it. I don't think I think I don't think all girls know it. But I think if you you just want it to be natural. If you're on a date with a girl, at least personally, me, I don't want it to seem seem like I'm interviewing them or I'm trying to have a podcast type conversation with them. But inevitably, when you're on a date with a girl and you start getting into stuff, it's gonna come off. That's what a podcast conversation would be anyway. I've so I feel like you're better off kind of with a planned combo, like kind of like a comedy set, like how you practice every night. I feel like. As you go on more dates, you're less nervous and better. So it's the same thing at like comedy and radio and podcasting. Like, I mean, you might as well have a set plan or something planned to talk about. You know? Yeah, I mean, how many freaking? If you ramble like a retard. It's not an idiot. It's not good. I mean, how many? It's the same after you go on after the X amount of dates. It's the same questions. It's you know, like you know, what do you do? What do you eat? Where do you go? Who you? What do you do in your spare time? What do you do for work? You know. But I mean, the whole goal is to get into a deeper connection with the person. Maybe you guys have something super in common or maybe she wants to go home and listen to your podcast right afterward. Not saying that's necessarily a good thing, but it's a, always a possibility. So, I mean, you kind of just have to uh, not overthink it, at least I think. I, especially, I know you, You sometimes you overthink an interview and you and, and in your opinion, after you 
see the result. It ends up being shittier. Sometimes you let it flow naturally more, mm. and because you you, you know you already have those questions on the back on the back lot that you can just pull out whenever you want. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta listen to what they're saying and then respond to that. You don't want to just not knock out like you're saying. Well, that's what I'm saying about on a date with a girl. Yeah. You can't just uh, well, you, you, you can't have set questions prepped on a date with a girl. Dead air, you start throwing questions out. Stupid. Yeah, it's dead air. But what if she says something that you didn't expect? So now you got to respond to that and I'm and, good on the and make a like connection that. on that. I'm so good on the I think I like to think it's just the fact of dead air and like awkwardness. So you kind of less is more. I feel like overdo it and stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like less yeah. is more. Like always be prepared and plan. Like you know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you nasty as fuck. Did you want to go more call her daddy? I don't know what else you wanted. No, I didn't want to. I just wanted to uh, say that they contradicted themselves on that on that last video uh, audio clip that I played. But I also wanted to emphasize that I agreed with them on a bunch of stuff. No, they also were talking about um, uh, bad times to approach women. One being at I the gym. I said that. One I being said at that the with gym. Corey. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm saying it's just an example of something they said that I'm agreeing with. I don't want to look like I'm bashing them. I agreed with them on that completely. Um, yeah, you got to pick your times when, especially for guys like me and you who don't really approach because we're too nervous and fucking weird. Um, they were giving advice on to when to approach a girl, like and what in what settings and what to say. So it's not a bad thing to listen to. It's like they're hot girls. Why not take their advice on if they know what a hot girls? I said want. Uh, picking up women at the gym ad. I think you can't follow them on Instagram. It's creepy to see someone find them then follow them and like not say hi. I feel like you have to just talk to them. You gotta do like, like be friendly. Hi. No, be like best approach is to talk to them first. Be friendly with them and say hi in person. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy who follows girls on Instagram and don't follow back, and then you see them at the gym and you don't say hi. It's fucking terrible. You speak good experience because you see them there every day. No, because I know better not to do that at the gym. Even though if they like post it or the gym posts it, right? You don't want to be that guy who follows the girl they don't follow back. Then you see them at the gym. I don't. I barely talk to anyone at the gym. Like I just. I don't know. It's a fu- I barely go to the gym. It's a tough. So, uh... It's a tough gym. Yeah, that's what you said. Your joke was don't even go to the gym. Yeah. Um. Not because I don't, I just don't have the passion. You to could be called a gym creep. That's why real quick. fat as fuck. Um, yeah. So what else is uh, what else you want to get into? How about the uh, what's going on with academics and Ebro? Or herpes, uh, her, the herpes outbreak at Coachella? Yeah, Not I sure. forgot to tell you that. I forgot to tell you a story for like a real story, actually. Personal story? Uh, yeah. One of our friends. I forgot to tell you about this one. He got. He Guess came. We can't he name was, names. He was leaving um, Barco, that Latin place. Yeah. And. Uh, a fucking dude. He was talking to the Lyft driver the whole way, and there was like his homies were in the sleep back, like passed out in the back, and he was talking to this like Latina who wasn't bad looking in the front seat the whole the whole ride. She's the driver. Yeah, the whole ride. She's the driver. She's a Lyft driver. Yeah, and he got her number and digits and stuff, and like she like wanted to hang out and all that, and come to come to think of it, she was an ex stripper. She's an escort, and she wanted to fuck for money. How crazy of a hustle is that? You drop drunk guys up. You pick drunk guys up from the bar. So she's a Lyft driver and an escort. She's yeah, making a nice stripper. paycheck and like and an extra. And then like it was mad money and like my That's... friends was like send some samples and she wouldn't say anything nude, and like she wasn't bad looking. She was older and she was like from like uh, I don't know somewhere in New Jersey. Like, I can't say, but. But like I find that interesting. That's probably very interesting common. hustle. Yeah, it's probably very common. Lyft think, driver, escort. Well, and think about it. If you're an escort, you're trying to sell your product, which is sex. And and, and you, the guy, your whole up, job picking is up picking up, up drunk guys from the. Uh, so bar. that's a you're halfway in. You just have to get them to go along with the money. A little weird when it's like five guys in the car though. How do you pick out the right one? Or well, I'm just saying. But like, especially the amount of guys we know who frequent strip clubs, it's like if you're leaving a bar drunk. And what happens a lot when you're leaving a bar drunk? At least I know some of my friends. Let's go to the strip club. See, shot a flashlight. 
Yeah, you need a flashlight. You don't want some escort Latina you don't know is clean. Not saying that's well, what they're I'd rather a real girl. Bad. I'd rather a real person. But yeah, yeah. I'd rather just get laid. A you're lot of guys for it go anyway. to the strip club after the bar. So it's like if you say you're gonna Cliffy. say you're, say you're gonna <laughs> Uber <laughs> Lyft from the bar to the strip club. Yeah, that was but you don't even have to get to the strip club because the stripper is driving your Lyft. And then my buddy wanted to get the stripper. Uh, he wanted her to get the stripper back. He's like, okay, maybe I don't want her to escort and fuck me, but want to come for do some dances with my friends. And she wasn't about it because it was like too weird. It was like a lot of guys. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And there was like no bouncer. It feels it was like It was like no guy there to help her. Probably she doesn't have a pimp. Probably self-served. Probably self, self-made self escort. Or it's a risky business to be in. And, also um, illegal. Yeah. And then um, so very interesting. In New Jersey. Just it's very interesting. And I, and I was thinking I think she was a scammer because she was asking my friend about Cash App. And I heard you could like take money from people for Cash App. And like they've been working on that. Album. Ah, it's funny that you mentioned that. You're it's, like this. Ah. Funny that you mentioned that since from last night, all these girls that, um, not all these girls, but I'm thinking of one or two girls I've spoken to recently who are trying to use this, um, uh, I guess, uh, like an online app called, um, I, I'm so, I forget what it's called, finding finding Wait something down. in terms of trying to get a sugar daddy going for themselves. What? To, you know, to, you know, maybe help out with their car payment or their credit card bill or whatnot. And this one girl specifically I'm thinking of was telling me of her most recent experience in which she was, uh, you know, knows knew someone who basically would go out with this guy, much older guy, like three or four times a month, and he would basically pay her bills just to go out with her. That's gonna be he wasn't, if I he, she wasn't even having sex. They weren't even having sex. That's they were just going out on a date, and. And she was like, and she was trying to get into that business, you know, why not, to uh, maybe maybe get some help out paying her bills. And he was asking for her direct credit, her direct bank account information. She was trying to just get him to Venmo her, and he and he wouldn't do that. He wanted he wanted like her actual bank account information to be able to submit it directly to her bank account. And I was like, yeah, well that's a little sketchy, but you're also in the trying to get a sugar daddy. But I know a lot. I know a girl who has told me a lot of young younger girls. Go for that, sugar daddy. Why not have them pay your college tuition? Maybe you gotta, I don't know, blow them or go out with them once a month or whatever. <sighs> yeah, girls, so. girls will jump. Young, uh, young, attractive that, girls will jump on if that. If I was dating a girl, I wouldn't want to want them blowing some old guy that looks like Colonel Sanders. Oh yeah, no. If you're the boyfriend but in the situation, but I, I'm thinking would, more single. Girls, I would take maybe. the latter, and I wouldn't want her to escort, be a Lyft driver and escort. I'd take the latter and have her have like a private Snapchat that no one ever knew about, where she doesn't put her face on it and just titties and ass or whatever, and then she gets paid for that. I wouldn't feel so terrible. I mean, I wouldn't. That a lot look, of these girls are like, think guys are judgmental for judging them, but like, come on, it is a little weird to have any of that. Yeah, that leads into another topic that Call Her Daddy was actually mentioning you discussing um, about when a girl wants a photo posted with a guy if you're in a relationship, and they'll post it on their Snapchat. I, mean, I said all this. They'll post it on their it's Snapchat. Like about old but shit. I don't know this. I don't know the Snapchat or this or the social media settings in which they set it so only she can see it. And all your friends can't see it. I told you my thing about it. I don't that. know what the setting is, but that way the girl thing. looks at it and is like, oh, he posted me, but nobody else can see it. Only she can see uh, it. That's smart. I told you the thing on that. Snapchat's the casual thing. Yeah, we went over this. Then Instagram is your, oh, shit, it's getting serious. And then Facebook's like, oh, fuck, it's official. Yeah, I would say inst- I would say an Instagram post is just as official as a Facebook post. You, you go on stories first because they go stories. Right yeah, exactly. I, I've made some Snapchat exactly. stories, Instagram stories, but I've never made some. Recently, I've never made some posts on Instagram. I'm happy about that though. I would never promote the uh, posts either. Old women sound like an asshole, mm-hmm. but I would never promote the. Wo- I never promote the women I've talked to recently either. You know what I mean? Not talked to recently, but say you've been talking to them for maybe months or months, and you're actually going to get you're you're with them now. It's officially yeah, with them, I guess. Retire the cop. But it actually, then, it might help you out though. It might actually get you more pussy because girls like what they can't have. 
But then the girls, the, the call her daddy girls, were saying, "I've never asked a guy to post me on a on a photo or an Insta- uh, on a post or a photo." And I was like, "What?" Especially them, they're kind of higher status now. You but, don't but there's to. no what. What if you're in it's a serious relationship with this guy? You don't want him to post a photo of y'all on on his Instagram if you guys have been da- you're officially dating, you've been together for like a, a year or six months. I don't believe that. You believe that? I've had girl. I've I know a girl that uh and they, is my friend, and she somehow dates these guys. I don't think they like her, to be honest. Not being mean, I'm just saying. And I think she likes it more than they don't even, they don't like do this. They don't even post her on social media. And she posts them sometimes. They don't post her on Instagram or anything. She's been talking to them for like a year, a year or so. Or That's a win-win for the guy. It's a win-win for the guy. And he probably has other options and stuff. And she doesn't, she's stupid, stupid to know or doesn't care. Not good. Not good, right? But I can't be that guy breaking bro code and be like, yo, he's playing you or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I like she not. doesn't ask anyway, and I just let her let her let her make mistakes or let her uh take the L or just like uh if she has any questions I I'll answer them and stuff and help her out, but who knows the situation. Maybe the guy just doesn't like social media, you know. It's different with us. We're promoting a product, so and like a, not really like, a product, more like a brand of brand and stuff. And I feel like Podcast. some girls might be like, "Well, you promote this, how come you don't like put me on there?" And then you're like, "Oh fuck." Oh well, I didn't. I disagreed with them on that. If I was with a girl and we're gonna be, we're gonna get serious and we're gonna be together, you might need another page. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll pick another page and no one follows you. I'll post a photo with that. That's like, I'll post a photo with you if, if I'm dating you. Are you like, what if you guys got married down the line? Like, what are you just never gonna know? Nobody's ever gonna know. Like, you're gonna know. You're gonna go out on dates with other. You're gonna go on uh, on other dates with couples. You're gonna go out with your family. They're gonna meet your family. Like, it's gonna become a thing, and then that leads right into the fact that um. Girls or or people who don't delete photos of their with their exes after they're out of the relationship. I think I was talking to a girl and she said, "I don't delete. I didn't delete like old Facebook photos of me with my ex boyfriend because it's just like it, it, that happened. So why de- why delete history and they just leave it?" Yeah, I respect that. I feel like the people are funny when they clear the history and like to act like they never had a boyfriend. We talked about that. What another thing I've been talking about? I think we touched on it last like a, a podcast before, so I'm not sure. But on social media, people will share things about someone else, but it will make them look good. And I really think that does happen a lot. But I mean, what, what can you what can you do? You know what I mean? I feel like that's common. Yeah. Whether it be like R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle, they'll post a picture up that they knew Nipsey Hustle, but but they're re- representing his you know death and legacy, or just the fact like you interviewed yeah, someone you famous and I'm like put someone I'm on there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I guess that's just the name of the game, really. Because yeah. what are you supposed to post? What about? Well, initially from the first, actually one of the first topics I had for this podcast preparation was. What about the girls that either maybe you were talking to at some point and you don't you don't talk to them at all anymore, or they ghosted you, and they oh, still follow you on social media and are like the first responders when you post a story or something. Not yeah, responder, not responder, obviously viewer. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so, like I put a Snapchat story up. Like if it's a girl that ghosted me or I don't want to talk to her anymore, I put a Snapchat story up and then you go, you know, you go to see who's viewed it, and like the first one is like her. And it's like, they don't even talk to you anymore. Why are you so concerned with looking at my stuff? Not yeah, that I care. It's fine. Because I didn't delete them off Snapchat, so yeah. you can blame me. But, like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's a little jumpy. I guess they want to see what you're up to, or they're just bored and don't care. Like, don't take it into consider- Don't take it too serious, because, like... No, I don't take it serious. I, I've had a girl... It doesn't ha- I'm not saying it happens often. I'm saying it has. Remember the girl who was, like, pretty much saying she just got a relationship, she's not ready to, like, date yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, okay, yeah. and didn't care? Yeah. She looks at my shit so quick, and, yeah. like, I kind of... I think I hit her up on uh, Snapchat, I think, and she didn't even realize... There's some girls that I've talked to, and this has happened a lot of times, where they don't even realize who you are from your social different social medias, and you kind of just play funny and play along with it. And, like, and then you'll find yourself in a text conversation and a Snapchat conversation. Yeah, the same Snapchat, person. Instagram, DM, and yeah. text conversation, and they don't figure, figure it out. That, and then you realize that they're just idiots, 
and not serious with it and probably talk to a million guys casually and probably don't go on any dates because especially if they're smoked you know they're talking or they're just not interested and you just laugh it off and don't care and just sit one night in we welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast Fleshlight Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing while there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over a hundred possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve, able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Saying that it, they like these young rappers and listen to this music that's fucking trash, but it's popular, so they like it and listen to it. Then you have like hip hop purists, kind of like Ebro and Rosenberg, who like won't tolerate that and like had to put people in their places. And academics isn't in that position to do that really, and he didn't have the years in the game. But at the end of the day, it's bullshit. Radio sucked. It's dying anyway. And all these people were late on it. And academics had a plan to create content and do what he does, and he did. So you got to respect the guy for it. Right. And Ebro and fucking Acad- uh, Ebro and Rosenberg are this old school mentality. That's like stern shitting on podcasters. Yeah, and radio is fucking old school and dying. And that's radio. Uh, they, he went to Apple because Apple's universal. You listen to anywhere all over the world. Apple beats one. Right. And um, like they were late on the digital trend for doing interviews. That's why Breakfast Club did so well. And Hot 97 started doing it as well. The interviews in the studio and everything. But like, I don't know, man. Ebro... A lot of political talk on Hot 97 turns a lot of people off, in my opinion. Well, yeah, they're they might super... Not admit it. Even people I know who like politics say it's like too much for them in the morning. Like no, Rosenberg especially. Rosenberg and Ebro are super liberal. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm extremely liberal. But even you go to over to like a breakfast club people where Charlemagne is a liberal, He's not. he doesn't push it in the interviews Comedy or in the shows. You know what I mean? He knows how to put a good show on. But like... Ebro is always angry, always trying to like do something, but like and I'm not mad at Ebro like... because if you know this, academics back in the day, so did I, wanted to interview Ebro. I don't think he ever did, and he's inspired by people like that. But uh, he understands how radio sucked, and he didn't want to travel around and get a radio job. And he understands that there's people in these seats and they ain't moving. Look at fucking Cypher Sounds with the Funkmaster Flex. Funkmaster Flex never gave up his spot. Ebro ain't giving up his spot. Ebro took Cypher Sounds off radio. To become a comedian. Yes. Ebro, Ebro created his own show and got Cypher Sounds out of there. And Is that he, how that worked? Ebro basically just replaced Cypher Sounds? Yeah, he was the program director and he was also talking on the mic and then he stopped being program director behind the scenes general and just started to be on the air general. I'm not saying Ebro's not bad at what he does. He's good. But he's, oh, he's saying that academics has to be relevant again to make money, but I think academics is smart with his money. And He's, he's all relevant. over social media and complex and he's 28 and, years old. How is he irrelevant? And also... How is he? He knows, academics knows, like a rapper, you're not always going to stay hot unless you're Drake. And there's going to be a time where you're cold in these streets, so he's probably saving up for the money because you don't want to be that 40-year-old who dyes his beard and hair and talks about, like, 10, 20-year-old rappers who are, like, really younger than you. And Charlemagne said that, too. He knows when to give it up. That's why he's producing shows, doing TV, doing other stuff, podcasts. Because, like, you don't want to... Like, that's when he was beefing with Funk Flex Charlemagne. He was, like, going back and forth saying, like, you're going to dye your beard and stay, like, this forever. And you have to evolve. Like, you know that. You're not always going to be hot and relevant in your scene. And I feel like that's with anything in entertainment and comedy. Like, Sebastian Maniscalco might not have this buzz he has now. 
Like, even remember people were asking about him like 10 years uh, from now. Yeah, like, doesn't it's last. Everything. Look at Dyson Dan, and Dane Cook. But these that's radio the guys have an old school mentality, but like, Ebro's smart and just kind of hyping it up and trying to get views. He's saying that Academics was using his name and also other stuff to get like, to get back in the scene, but Academics has been in the scene, but even if he is cooling off on like that complex show, complex shows suck anyway. But he's still making money with Twitch and doing everything like that. When you're your own business, you make more money than someone who works at a company. And that's what Academics is going to use back in his rebuttal and argument. I probably already did. I didn't pay attention to it. you got to hit big, though, if you're by yourself. Yeah, it takes time, obviously. Like the Vlad stuff, when you have people working for you in your own company and you're your own boss, that's way better than being a radio guy and they tell you who you have to interview or you're working for another company you're not getting money unless you get some YouTube money and all that I don't know but academics is basically just a trending hip hop news news breaker how is he how is he how can he not be re- how is he not relevant he's just like the hood TMZ at one point well he doesn't do it as much anymore and he didn't want to just be the YouTube guy it's so funny the perspective cuz like you want to make money on YouTube cuz you think it's great right He's made his money on YouTube and realizes it's not everything. He doesn't want to just be known as a YouTuber when he leaves. Like, you got to leave a legacy. So many YouTubers out there. Look yeah. at, the, look at uh, Adam22's last tweet or whatever. And all your stuff stays on YouTube forever, apparently, Like if, it's, if it stays that way. He wanted to do more. He wanted to create content, create shows, produce shows, and that's what he's doing. And everyone knows you don't stay relevant forever. So, like, there's a time, time frame, especially in hip-hop, I feel like. Where you might not be as popular anymore. And yeah, there's too many people doing it. Or you'll be like an OG. You there's know? not two rappers out there or two comedians. There's thousands and thousands and thousands yeah, every, of everything. Your spot's going to be taken over time, and I feel like academics You can be considered a blessing to ever be at a peak, even if it's for one week, where you can do a Sebastian and sell at Madison Square Garden, or do a, who's a big rapper, Jay-Z, and you know, be a whatever. That, those are rarities. Always someone new down the line. Like that's insane. You know? But he, he might keep that and there's room, And there's room out there to be... There's room for there to be a, nu- a bunch of different ones. There's a bunch of Sebastian. You know, you got Sebastian, you got Chappelle, yeah. you got Kevin Hart. They're all huge. But I can't hate on academics, even though like that Warren Chirac shit to me was whack, and like I could never do that as a white person. It was like attention and clout and all that. The shit he was talking about was just foul. He probably knows that. A lot of people don't fuck Speaking with him. Speaking of that, that, I think I saw Takashi Six Nine at Popeyes the other night. Um, but in, yeah, in so anyway, like what I was getting at was like academics is for like newer school, and like those radio guys never gave up any of their spots. So how could you be mad at him for creating? Creating his own content and own lane. He just did it himself. He wasn't relying on these radio stations, which a lot of people had to do back in the day. He just created his own shit. Like everyone's like, I want to start a podcast and fucking do it yourself. Now you understand. Now you understand why old school comedians get mad at YouTubers. It's the same thing as Ebro with Academics. Same fucking thing. I know. So why do you always say? But why do these? Why are these still comedians getting mad that we know who are our age or even younger? Because they have an old, older school mindset. But what's the, the point of that? And, and then they want to do stand up first. They, they I'm have, like them. They want to do stand up first. And then they're it's like, not, not even that. They're like, oh yeah, they're waiting for someone to put them on. I don't get the concept. Like they knew some lady who was big in the entertainment industry 40 years ago. I don't get it. What's the mentality? Do you see what academics did? And Vlad did. Yeah, but you're talking, yeah, but even academics or Vlad did. If if uh, Adam if Ebro if Ebro came up to academics before he blew up and said, "Hey, I want you to come to '97 and work for me," academics is going to be if academics exactly. if academics wasn't as big as he is now, he's still going to be happy about that. He'd be like, "Yeah, man, I'd love to." Yeah. If if so, if Tina Graham went up to Q, went up to me and Q and was like, "Hey, man, I don't know what you're talking do about. You wanna do you want to do? Do you want to do the Apollo Theater?" Because uh, I'm not big yet, I haven't put myself on yet on YouTube. You think I'm gonna say no? No, yeah. But all these comedians are looking for a spot, or looking for the person. You got to put your fucking self on. 
Yeah, but look like how much time it takes to put yourself on to actually make a career and make money off. I don't understand. Unless don't you blow up overnight, concept. like a, not overnight, but like a quickly, like an academic. I just don't get it. Like I understand you got to pay the bills and live your life, but like some of these comedians will take the shittiest jobs ever just so they could go up and do open mics on during the weeknight when they could be creating content and creating exposure. The whole academics—that's the whole basis of it. It was all—it's all other shit. But basically, they're getting back and forth with each other, and both of their stuff is probably trending and getting increased. But I didn't get—I didn't look into the beef so much. But it was mainly about like playing that song, that fucking stupid song. Uh, it's huge. Lil Nas X and um, you saw the racism when they put um. What did he do? Who did he do the um? Who did he do the the collab with Billy Ray Cyrus or whatever? And he was on the billboard outside of the uh, thing, and they took him down. The black dude, what's his name? Lil Nas. They took him off. Yeah, I saw, I posted that. But yeah, academics said Ebro mad at the old run, old town road disrespecting the culture. Co-signer rappers being mad at it yet. I bet he ain't pull up to his superiors at Apple asking why it's on hip hop playlists. Funny thing is, he has the job title at Apple to oversee hip hop and R and B. Who and does? An academic says I'm a log off. Ebro does really? Yeah, I already told you this, but yeah. Damn. And then people are saying he's so lame. No one cares what Ebro thinks. He's drama and always negative. I feel like Ebro does get a lot, get a lot of hate, and Ro- and maybe Rosenberg too. Is Hot ninety seven like still like a huge show? Like, is that is there a future of ever that going down south or no? I don't know. Because like Breakfast Club just seems so much above everything else. Yeah, and you're not even a hip hop fan. You believe this, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 I don't know if hot, I have hip hop people. What's the name of the Hot Ninety Seven show? It's just their names. Ebro and Ebro in the morning, right? Yeah. And the girl never talks to you about Laura. Laura do they do as much YouTube as Breakfast Club does? Because Breakfast Club so, gets a lot of their hits through YouTube. But I don't think they get as many views. But but also, the thing is, with with I even have fans of hip hop and fans of Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and all that political stuff who say that they're too political on Hot Ninety Seven. And it's like a turn off because they want to listen to music and enjoy their morning drive. And talk hip hop beef. And like they say it's too much. Like Ebro's always looking for the argument, always looking for the racial stuff and stuff. And it's a complete turn off. Yeah. And like, academics doesn't, is never Charlemagne like doesn't do that. I, I don't know if it's intentional Sometimes or Sometimes he does. He gets like, like that though. But Charlemagne's not like that hardcore like black liberal. He he can, he kind of sees it from both sides. Like yeah. he's he's he said he has said stuff that's more right wing before and agreed with people who are more right wing before. Like he thinks, you know, he's not he always looking, so for, the, annoying he's not always looking for the racial argument. He's like, you're goofy ass. You goofy ass, my tweem at Apple made sure this song was featured and not hated on. People like it. And your bet is wrong. You wish you knew how I moved, dork. And then they go back and forth. Andy Minock said he'd body both of them in freestyle. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's Reading hilarious. Twitter mentions. But, uh... I just feel like that. If you were an academic, I feel like position. Ebro is a hypocrite in a lot of ways because he has this old school mentality. Then he like starts to talk about certain things, and he's like being hypocritical because his way of thinking is old, and and then he has this controversial new way of thinking. And I feel like it doesn't intertwine. But I don't know. Who gives a fuck? I've never listened. To, I've never really listened to Ebro in the morning, so I don't know what, how their what show were you gonna runs. Ask? Um, if you were like an academic's position in terms of uh, you know, big and success already, like say down the line when you become you know bigger. Um, and then know. and then you got into a beef. Would you ever like? Why would you even entertain a beef with like because, Ebro? Just going your own way because you kind of have cloud a pride chase? and ego, and then also I yeah, guess you want to defend you, yourself. You get some marketing out of it, and you want to prove your point and show how he's wrong. And then also you probably get mad because there was times where he probably got rejected by these guys, and now all of a sudden they know who he is and they call him like a this and that, a bitch and or like goofy and a nerd. He could be a nerd and all that stuff. But they hate on you and they don't think you're like uh, equal and they look down on you. But in really, you could be making more moves than them. So you have to clap back at them. How about, how about this though? What if Ebro called uh, 
What if, uh, or say Laura Styles, the one who doesn't talk that much, called. I feel bad. She doesn't get to talk a lot. Called in academics and said, "Come on the show one time." How much? He wouldn't do you come think, on the show. Say he did. They wouldn't have him. They wouldn't have him on the show. Say they did. Do you think the numbers would spike? Probably, yeah. The interview was so then, so then why the hell would... Like, they would be like, we're gonna... not clout chasers. We're not going to yeah, do that. No, exactly. I know that. But I'm just saying. Well, I'm telling you what they're going to say. I'm just I know, thinking I'm, like I'm, that. I'm just saying. That's like that's stupid. That I'm thinking like, like old school radio haters. Because uh, Breakfast Club has all those people on. Yeah, they never had academics on, though. I'm surprised. No, about but that. they have they have comedians. They have big yeah, clouches. Yeah, yeah. They'll have a Takashi 6ix9ine. They'll have a whoever. So does uh, Hot I 7. I don't know that much about them. That's they have this like thing. I think my sister listens to them though. Hot 97 has this thing like Rosenberg and fucking Ebro that they have to like check people in hip hop. Like you got to like see if they're moving right. You know and how they're just asked, more old school. They're kind of like authorities. How, you know how I asked how Gordon, how he is he the T.I. of New Jersey comedians? What yeah. I meant by that is like a comedian was moving wrong. Does he have that authority to check them and tell them like what they're doing wrong? That's like fucking Ebro what he does in hip hop or in New York, whatever. Which is kind of played out now because it's like stupid because like just let people be them. And, like, but, and I think they're like more hardcore hip-hop guys. Like coming from someone who doesn't really yeah. know hip-hop that much, I see them as more hardcore, hardcore hip-hop guys. So they're trying to defend the music, check people who are not old school like them. I don't even see Charlemagne like that. I see Charlemagne no, he, as more of like hey, a, but um, like Charlemagne realizes that half the songs on iHeart, it's a corporation. And he doesn't even like half the songs that's on radio. He doesn't even listen to radio, Charlemagne. I think Charlemagne is more about con- constructing an honest, good interviews and getting to the bottom of good shit than caring about uh, music or Jay-Z or whoever. No, he's on a political agenda, though. He's trying to help out these candidates who are liberal and stuff, who are Democrats. And also, he does everything. He balances it. He's not as hardcore as Ebro is, and uh, he doesn't turn as many people off as Ebro. But there's still haters who like don't like that shit and don't like either show. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I listen to both. If I'm in the car and I have certain in that reception, I'll go back and forth. I don't care. Don't you see how, like, funny segments? Don't you see how each show it. has three hosts though? Yeah. But it's really Charlemagne and Ebro, really, if you think about it, right? Yeah, Envy's like, a those good guys host take a back host. seat though, kind of, don't they? Like Envy, Envy pilots it, like he hosts the show technically, but everyone knows that show they, for Charlemagne, they, right? And like Ebro and Charlemagne don't get along, and and uh, no, just Ebro. Star- it's a rivalry. Char- Charlemagne is way better. At, the entertainment factor, in my opinion, I could come off biased, but I feel like he's funnier, entertaining, and just better at interviewing and connecting with people. And I just feel like he has an overall more bigger impact into to me. I believe. Well, it's a straight rivalry. That's if why it's like, like if you go on the street and talk to hip hop people, who do you like better, Ebro or Charlemagne? There might be back and forth. It might be like 40, 50. Like it might be like people might like Ebro better or Charlemagne better. But I feel like on a general scale, people might know Charlemagne way But more. that's a New York rivalry. It's like Boomer and Carton versus Francesca before Carton went under the gun. Yeah, it was that whole rivalry. The it's like Yang- they worked the same company. Exactly, the fan. Yeah. So, or, or it's even like Michael K versus Mike Francesca because they're like at tied for first place right now since Boomer since Carton's under the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boomer and Carton aren't big that's anymore. That's the way it is. It's like it's basically it's a like Yankees Mets. It's a yeah. it's a New York rivalry. You have to pick one. Yeah. Even if you don't like, you're it's gonna like, like Ali May and Tom Zappia. No, I love Ali May. <laughs> Just kidding. 